What's up, everybody? It's G here. With Nicholas. Yes. Sorry for the delay. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to Cinema Bros. We back, baby. We are back. It feels like we've been gone forever. I'm sure not to you guys. Not to you guys, but for us it's been a little bit. Yes. But we are back. It feels good to be back. Indeed. How are you doing today, G? What are we back with? We are back with Man of Steel 2013. All right. Zack Snyder. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a like basic runtime for a movie. We got two hours and twenty two minutes. It's right along like just your average movie runtime. Mm-hmm. Nothing too long, not nothing too short either. Uh, PG thirteen, like I said, it's directed by Zack Snyder mm-hmm. in the year of our Lord two thousand thirteen. So <laughs> we everybody who listens to the podcast knows Garrett's got a shaky relationship with superhero movies. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> you could say that. So tell us your initial not your thoughts about the whole movie, because that's obviously saved for the end, but just like a little bit like what this movie did for you superhero-wise. Cause... I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Good to hear. I'm didn't, glad. Didn't hate it. That is a win. Didn't moan and roll my eyes during okay. the movie, Cause as I have with others. You have done that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'm watching them, and I'm just like, come on. Is that what it is? I bet some people are wondering like, what it is exactly that you're just like not with. Yeah, I guess I just can't get into it. Like we were talking earlier, like there's just one. I feel like they're very predictable. Two, okay. it's just like I'm just like I don't want to say like corny or cheesy. You know okay. what I mean? But since you're putting me on the spot for a lack of better words, I mean I yeah, got I to. <laughs> you got uh, such a hot take that people need to know. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I just. They just sometimes, I don't know, just feel... You like when stuff feels more real. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's why you like Batman. The Batman. That we did on the podcast. Yeah, just like, I don't know, like some of the other superhero movies, it just seems like I was telling you like... You can call them out. It's all good. Their their (laughs) costumes are like, you know, like a Halloween costume. You buy it spirit. Okay. You know, like it just seems like plastic and like cheaply made and just... Even the acting sometimes, it's just very like... Artificial. I don't. I don't. I, well, like, some superhero movies are really comic booky, and yeah, and I act, guess that's what it is. Act, let's say you like your script is like the speech bubbles that are in a comic book. You would sound very fake. So, like, you know how Buzz Lightyear is like, "Well, hello there." Yeah, and sure. Like, yeah, I feel like that's kind of how <laughs> okay. like some of that stuff is. And like okay. for Toy Story, it's cool, right? Because it's an animated movie and it's about these yes. toys, and so he's supposed yes. to be like that. But like, if I'm watching a superhero movie. And like it's live action, and like that's how the dude's talking. I'm just like, no one talks like that. Like that's not, you know what I mean? Like, I think we've discovered the ticket, ladies and gentlemen, and that is realer superhero movies. And it seems that every DC movie I've shown Garrett for some reason he's liked eight times more than Marvel, which might upset some people. But I am personally (laughs) a DC man myself, so I doesn't bother me in the slightest. But you're also a big Marvel fan. I am, yes. Yeah. But I've always preferred DC more. Read the okay. DC. I've always read the DC comics instead of Marvel. Like, Good to know. I got more DC. I mean, I, I could. I, it makes sense why you would, um, mm-hmm. just because you know, Marvel sucks. But. Oh, there we go. He said oh, it. I said it on the podcast. He said it on the podcast. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Send your hate messages in. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said it, ladies and gentlemen. So I think 
A, you obviously just confirmed it, and B, I think that's what it is. It's the Marvel movies kind of bother you for some weird. Yeah, reason. I mean that's you, yeah. there's a few select I think you said you like, you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy. A few of them you're cool with, but some yeah, of them, see, it's weird because like I don't think of that as a Marvel movie. But. Yeah, and that one's really corny, so that's really surprising that you like that one. <laughs> it's just yeah. very jokey, and I thought that's what you yeah, did it is like. jokey. Like Man of Steel is not. I don't jokey. mind a sense right. Like I don't mind humor. Batman isn't jokey, you know right? I mean? like, like those are more like like Batman's for sure gritty. Yeah, I don't know if I would call this one. It might just not be on the same level as it's Batman. Not, I wouldn't call it gritty, but it's definitely darker. Like, it's a controversial movie because people were like, this isn't Superman. Superman's supposed to be, like, really bright and... Right. You know, he's supposed to be very, yeah. like... And <laughs> when Zack Snyder made this, they were kind of like, wait, wait, Superman? I mean, I get... Some people love this movie. Others do not because of that. Yeah. Because of their, like, wait, 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 what? This Superman? Like, I thought Superman's supposed to be, like... Right. You know, but... You can have different takes on it, and... If you've watched all of the super movies Zack Snyder's made, the DC super movies, because he's never made any Marvel, um, Garrett just sighed some relief. Zack Snyder's <laughs> a fan. Um, is they're all pretty dark. Batman v Superman, right, is like this movie. It's the same kind of vibe. If you watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, yes, it's four hours long, but it is amazing. It is so good. If you haven't seen it, please watch it. I'm gonna get Garrett to watch it at some point. Don't know if we can ever do it on the podcast because, like I said, four hour runtime, maybe yeah. a two parter. We could do it eventually. Maybe if maybe we'll, I'll tell you what, we'll watch it with him, and if he really loves it, then we'll do it on the podcast. Okay. Um, but That's it fair. has this same vibe. Everybody, even in that movie, there's like Flash, who's a very jokey character usually. Mm-hmm. But Zack Snyder made it work. There's Wonder Woman, there's Cyborg, there's Aquaman, there's all these weirder characters to make up the Justice League. You know, it's not just Superman and Batman. Yeah. But somehow he makes it work and it all fits where you're not like, this is ridiculous. Aquaman well, controls think, water? Like, this is ridiculous. Well, but I think, like, the other works, thing is, you know? too, is, like, 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 Iron Man. Great movie. And so I think, there we go. like, Marvel came out and they had, like, something good, right? And mm-hmm. then they just realized, like, how popular it was. And then I think it came more about, like, just making money than it was making movies. So they were like, what else can we do? Who else can we bring in? How can we extend this say story? Marvel's and they like, kind of just went down the crapper. I will say their first, like, couple movies were struck gold. Yeah. And for a while there, I say they struck gold. Um, but my opinion, we're falling apart as we get into phase four or five, which we're now in. I say, like, after after Avengers Endgame, it fell apart for me. I haven't... I haven't there's been a very few, like maybe one or two movies that I've like really, really loved since like Endgame came out, and the TV shows have like, to my opinion, have been misses. So Marvel's kind of on shaky ground right now, and I think this is DC's chance. Yeah, honestly, because they've I mean, always been behind because Marvel got such a he- good head start. Yeah. So I think now's their chance. We got James Gunn at the helm, restarting the universe with all these new characters, new actors. Hopefully, we can cover some some of them on the podcast at some point. You know, so some of these new DC movies. It's oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, Um, I wasn't following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because clearly, Garrett's a James Gunn fan, Guardians Galaxy. You know, so maybe he can make some DC movies. I guess I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. maybe he'll make some DC (laughs) movies that will just win you over completely, and you can tell people, yeah, like super movies, only DC ones. Yeah, you know, but that's respectable as long as you like some. And with Man of Steel today, going back to the movie, yeah, (laughs) we kind of went off a little bit, but that's okay. We did. That's what we do here. If you haven't learned, that's literally going to be. We're going to make a slogan at some point. Yeah. Simmer Bros, like, off the rails, like, 24-7. <laughs> Getting back to the movie, though, glad you liked this one. Yeah. Because I thought you would, because I kind of started to figure out, the more I watched Super Movies with you, I was like, okay, he doesn't like this one. I wonder why. Okay, he mm. likes this one. Yeah. It's, it all, I kind of realized it when we watched Batman. You liked that movie, and then I immediately knew why. 
And then I was like, well, man, Steel's kind of more, you know, on the darker side. Mm-hmm. Really, it's DC is really what we got to aim with. Because clearly, you're yeah. just Marvel I mean, we fan. can do Marvel movies on the podcast. Just don't expect me. Marvel that. fans, don't go away. Yeah. We're, we're going to do more. Yeah. Just, um, I just have to give you guys a different perspective. It, it'll probably be a lot of hot takes. If a yeah. new Marvel movie episode comes out, you guys will be like, oh, boy, here we go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. But... Into the movie, you want to get started? Sure. You got any? You got any other thoughts to get in before we jump in? Or are you ready to jump in? No, let's jump in. So we get this cool, already darker, dark intro. Um, you know, you got the DC Comics. You got the Man of Steel theme slightly plays in the background. I don't know if you took note of it. It's very light. Did you notice mm-hmm. the movie, music in this movie? Hans Zimmer did this movie. It's very good. No, I did not. I can't say that I did. The Man of Steel theme towards the end of the movie really is something. And if you've seen it, and you're listening at home, you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. There's a time when it plays in Zack Snyder's Justice League, and it takes you back to this movie, and you're like, here he comes. Like, it's almost... Oh, the Man of Steel The Man of Steel theme plays, and you're like, here he comes. In the Justice League, so it kind of is like, hey, Superman. You're right, he's he's here. And you know what I'm talking about, I don't want to spoil it, because Garrett's going to watch it at some point, but it is like, here he is, you know what I mean? The Man of Steel, because... However, this movie kind of had a hot like take and i guess i'll drop my nugget my first nugget already i know it's very early oh i had a couple i wanted to drop and i was like man we hadn't even started talking about the actual movie so i wanted to bring this up though because uh, we were talking about the music obviously Mm -hmm. the theme this is the first superman film to not use john williams superman theme yeah it's very iconic everybody knows it because it's so good really first superman movie never use it see i didn't even like i didn't even pick up on like where is that um like well, since Have we're you talking Superman about Returns? Maybe. Okay. Well, it was like the first Superman movie they made without Christopher Reeve. Okay. And it was... I think it's pretty good. Apparently, it's not that loved. I think it's kind of underrated. But the mu- they play that theme again, because he's mm-hmm. supposed to be like Christopher Reeve. It's a new actor. Mm-hmm. It's Brandon Ruth, but he's like, he's that Superman. Mm-hmm. So they play that music. They used it so well in that movie... That, like, every time you hear it, you're like, oh, here he comes, you know? Like, yeah. I love that theme, and I love John Williams. We've talked about in the Star Wars episodes. He's a, you know... And this is the first movie to not use it, and that was for some people, like, where's where's Hold the on. Superman music? Yeah. But would that that wouldn't fit in this movie. Well, I kind of like played how... played that, would it fit? Because like, this movie's this... too... You, it wouldn't fit. Well, I feel like it's also not really, like, a... Because it's, it's, he doesn't become Superman until, like, the end of the movie, right? And even then, yeah. they're not, like... They're just like, yeah, this, like, I don't know, Superman kind yeah. of guy. And they're they like, oh, is that what we're calling him now? They or don't, like, like, bash you over the head with it. Right. Which right. may be where some of your problems lie as well. Some, some of the Superman is like, bash it over your head like it's yeah. them. It's Here, like, hey, look. We, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, another cool thing that I'll add on top of that is that um, they did not use the red trunks. You know, typically Superman yeah. always has like the red speedo. The red trunks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's and just this one, one it's full all blue. suit. Honestly, I think this suit's pretty cool. You like this one? Yeah. Cause I, I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this suit. I like it a lot. It's, it's also just, a darker It is darker. red and it's not as bright. Royal blue. It's not as bright. The red is darker too. It's yeah. all darker. When it has like um, the sheen to it. Like, I don't know. I feel like it just looks like. Well, it's kind of meshy. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, it looks more like with the times, and it looks more... Does it look like you got it at the party city? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like you said earlier, right? Down at Spirit Halloween. Down at Spirit, yeah. that's what you said. <laughs> I do like this one a lot. Um, yeah. It was pretty cool. I, I thought it was slick. All right, yeah. there we go. I like to hear that. Yeah, it is. It's one of the... It's one of my, it's cool, it's too, one of my favorite Superman because suit. 
like, you know, like, it wasn't like he, like, sat down at the sewing machine late at night in his apartment and, yeah. like, made it. You know, it came from Jor-El, so... And it was, like, literally made for him. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I guess the Krypton tailors made it for him, but... But, you know, the suit is very good, and it's probably my favorite Superman suit, I will say that. Like, that's an ever-been-in-live-action. I don't know, your Funko Pop here with the <laughs> black and gray one's pretty sweet. Well, I was just going to mention, in Zack Snyder's Justice League, he wears the black suit, and it's literally the same suit, it's just, like, recolored. Okay. But it's made with that same, like, material. Like, scale. Yeah, yeah. that, like, kind of scaly, but the black suit kind of rocks. Like, when you see it, you're like... But it's not, it doesn't, it's it's still Superman-y. Like, you would think, well, he's not wearing blue and red, he's not going to look like, like Superman. His, his away uniform? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You would think, like, that doesn't feel Superman-y, but it still somehow, like, does enough yeah. that you're like, okay, like, that's Superman right there. Also, the, the logo, I feel like, is very modernized. It's not just like an S. It's very, like, it's got a lot of... Like like the suit the 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 logo is kind of scaly as well. Okay. And there's a lot of detail in it. You know what mm, I mean? Like yeah. it, it kind of fits with the suit. And I agree with you. The suit's really good. I love in this movie. Zack Snyder does a lot of boots and cape shots. If you notice that, like on the ground, you just see the boots and the cape like kind of goes in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of those, and I love them. <laughs> there were a lot of They're like really cool. cool camera angles. Um, Z- and yeah. like Zack Snyder's a wizard. Shots, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You would say absolutely. Yeah. I I wrote shot like eight times in my notes. <laughs> There you, is you a were lot taking of shots like eight times. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Anyways, <clears throat> there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of cool ones. Yeah, I I I, I do appreciate Zack Snyder. He's he's a he's a fine director. So uh, let's let's I guess let's get into it. But uh, we went off track again from the Man of Steel theme plays while this intro's rolling. We almost got started on the movie. We almost got we're started. We're so close. Um, but in the first scene of the movie, we meet Lara and Jor El. Yes. And what's happening in the first scene, Garrett? She's giving birth. Yeah. The it first actually, natural birth in centuries. Centuries, we later find out. Is is Kal-El is the first. Yes. He is the first natural birth in centuries. Cal which, of House L. Exactly. Yeah. Which is very interesting that they don't have natural births anymore. They right. don't come from this like chamber thing. Because we, we see, later we see it. We later learned that the births were uh like artificial births and that each mm-hmm. baby was essentially born to like almost programmed basically their fate was predetermined you're either going to be a soldier yes. or a politician or a worker which is or... so weird yeah. you imagine that yeah also there's this there was this tv show literally called krypton and it was about like his great-grandfather kal-el's great-grandfather hmm. at the end of the show you see the birth of jor-el so okay. that's kind of cool um but it shows you more of the society and like how it worked basically the mom and the dad put their like like, they took, like, blood or something. Okay. And then that's how they, like, made this child. So it's still technically your child. It just wasn't, like, right. a natural birth, like, like normal. Right. It was, you, you both take blood, and then it literally, like, in front of a screen says, like, your baby's going to be, like, boy or girl. And then it said, like, and they are a, like, I don't know. Newspaper delivery driver. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or they are a builder. You know what I mean? And right. you're just like, okay, like. That's what they are. All right, see you in a little bit. And you walk away. You know what I mean? And sometimes the mom and dad weren't even like a couple, really. Mm. They just did it. To procreate. To do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there wasn't like. Like, Dora and Lara clearly are like actually like a couple. Like, a couple, like yeah. married, like in love. Yeah. Like, and they decide to have natural birth. So. Yeah. Well, it's very like 1984, like George Orwell. Sure, yeah. Like, it yeah. is, yeah. Like, I don't know. So, but they had this natural birth. Mm-hmm. And then very, like, shortly after that, we learned that uh, Krypton is a dying planet. 
because the council yeah. decided to harness the core or whatever, which sounds Jor-El like a great idea. Told him not to do. He did. And they were like, "But our energy stores were running low. What Jor-El's, would you have us do?" Jor-El is such a like a a random actor they get to play for this. Like, yeah, Kurt Russell. No, not Kurt Russell. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't expect him, and then he's there, and you're like, "Oh, cool!" Like, yeah. He's Superman's dad. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know who else was, like, a huge actor that had a really small role? Was, like, uh, Cal-El or Clark, um, his dad, Kevin Cosner. Oh, Jonathan Kent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, he's so random, and you're like, oh, my God. Oh, freaking... The few scenes he has, Kevin though... Kevin Cosner. He does great in this movie. The few scenes he has... Yeah. He's, like, perfect Jonathan Kent. Like, I yeah. thought he did really well. Because, obviously, Jonathan Kent is no longer with us, but I thought the R. scenes he did have were... Like really good, but shortly after the 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 birth scene, there's this shot of shot of um <laughs> like just there's like a sun and it's just like the buildings of Krypton and there's like this like weird like creature like growling. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that? Is that I, um? I just thought it was kind of cool because I just like took a note of like it's just showing you the creatures and like the society of Krypton because you can kind of see the city, but then there's like also this like weird looking creature that's like was almost that like howling at the howling at the moon. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't think so. It looked like more like a bear. Okay. And it was like it was almost like howling at the at the sun. Huh. But it was just kind of an interesting thing to see the creatures that are on this planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. No, I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a cool like sunset. Well, it's cool because they were kind of just like expanding the planet of Krypton. Yeah. Right. Sure. Like exp- just giving you a little more to let your imagination kind of run with, instead of just being like, here's this one little town on this entire <laughs> and then the planet. Blows up. You know right. What I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, so... I think it was to show you, like, how, like, yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah, Jor-El wants to, like, r- rescue the people by getting their codex. And he pitches it to these council people, and they're like, no, you know what I mean? They're kind of being stooges, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're kind of not for it. I guess no he, one... he's thinking about saving the entire, like, race while they're just kind of like... Well, I, I, I was, I guess now looking back at it, like, he almost seemed to be, like, the only one that was aware that, like, they were all going to die. Like, the planet was <laughs> yeah. literally about to implode. I think General Zod might have known. But then my thought, because my thought is like, okay, he's again, trying to do this coup. Like, what's even the point? Like, okay, you successfully yeah, do right. a coup and took over, and now the planet blows and up. Blows like, up. Great, great job. But actually, him doing the coup is what saves him. Because he's off dude, the planet. How yeah. BS is that? No, dude. It, the <laughs> stupid council. They were like, not only did we'll we doom the away. planet, yeah. but we're going to save the bad guy. We're going to send you away. They literally ruined this council's, like... They screwed the pooch. Yeah. Because sending them away in the Phantom Zone Got literally preserved the... them yeah. from death. Yeah. It, well, it, they basically were like, this planet's going to blow up, so we're going to send you away. I literally would have been like, if I was Laura, like, I'll go with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Can I go? They're going to need some supervision. Yeah, I'll be the yeah. super, super supervising officer. Because she should have known, Jor-El like, said it enough, that we're, we're dying. Yeah. This is, this, is, this is over. Well, and then when the planet does blow up, she's just like... Very resigned to her well, fate, I guess. I think at that point, she's just like... She lost her son and her husband. Yeah, at yeah, that point, like, what, what she got. Like, and then also, she's just kind of like, like, make us proud, Cal. Like, yeah. find refuge among the stars. And there's some cool lines like that in the movie. Where it just kind of sets up him being Superman. Yeah. Like, kind of like Joel saying in the beginning that he's going to unite the people and all this stuff about, like... He's going to do, like, great things. And he becomes... You know, Earth's savior kind of sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, in this movie, he definitely does. So, I'll drop a nugget. Ooh, first nugget. All right, uh, drop it. Apparently, L. Okay. And, like, 
I think it's Hebrew, means like God, um, or is a term that is used for God. I'm not Jewish, so I don't know exactly. Okay. But two of the writers for like the original Superman, like back in the 30s, were like these two Jewish dudes. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were saying, so like L, it's supposed to go with, like you just said, the whole savior aspect, and it's supposed to kind of tie into all of that. I want to say the original, one of the original comic book writers was Jerry Siegel. Yeah, that was Jerry one of them. Siegel that and was one of them. Bob. Gosh, I don't remember their names. It's Jerry Siegel's one of them. I apologize, I cannot remember the other one because it's always like if you watch something, it's always a Superman created by George Siegel and ah, sorry, I'm blanking. But I know who exactly you're talking yeah. about because they're the original writers of the first Superman comic book. Really, the first. I mean, first comic and, book that got traction. Like, what? and apparently, like uh, Superman's kind of the big first big one. You know what I mean? He couldn't like fly. He could only make these like giant bounds, which in the they first reference comic. in this movie. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, they did yeah. do that. Um, they referenced this in this movie that he can only like jump, like when he's like first learning how. Right. Yeah. In the flying scene. Yeah. Another moment where that theme just, you know what I mean? That theme really plays mm. in that moment as well. Um. But the court says nah, you know, and he basically says like the planet is literally going to implode on itself. Like I'm literally telling you right now. Yeah, like it's it's happening. This is a fact. And they just don't care. They just literally don't care. They're all these old people and they just don't care. Yeah. So, whatever. But, while he's in the council room, all of a sudden you hear these, like, this gunfire and Zod just blasts in the room. General Zod kills these guards and this councilwoman's like, you shouldn't be in here. And he's like, he's like blows oh, yeah, her away. Yeah, he's like, she well, literally turns into like a skeleton. It literally like disintegrates yeah. her. It's pretty bad. And she's like smoking. <laughs> it was kind of Star Wars-y. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a smoking skeleton. She's like Aunt Beru. <laughs> um, but and he tell you know he says join me like Jor-El like clearly they have like a pass he's like yeah. join me like we can save our race together and Jor-El's basically like who's gonna no. pick the bloodlines like you, you yeah you're yeah. gonna cause he wants to like basically pick who's gonna be who's gonna survive and who's not and who's not yeah. which Jor-El's like that's not happening do you know what I mean like, yeah that's not how this works so he tells Zod tells him to march it out because, like he said, General Zod's doing like a coup. Like he's yeah That's trying to is. overthrow the government. Yep. While the planet's exploding. Yep. Really inopportune time, but it's all good. Not for him though. He got freaking lucky. That's what I have to take you down to. Yeah. Because he got saved. Maybe it was all part of his ploy. Like maybe. He, yeah. He like intentionally wanted to. Get They're gonna it. send me away. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the nick if of it time. was, he's a lot smarter than you know. Yeah. We thought, but. As the guards are marching Jor out, he kind of has this cool fight scene. Russell Crowe kind of messes these guys up. He like yeah. claps like three of these guards, and then his like robot comes in, and he says to get Laura like on the phone, and her mm-hmm. like face appears in the in the droid. Um, well, then he calls like Haraka, which is like dude, this he's dragon, like a dragon thing. thing he's got. I literally wrote dragon thing. Well, the scene like of him flying around, and it's almost like the camera's like trying to like catch up with catch him. up and find it. Did you like it? I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. I did too. I was like, I hope he didn't. I thought I hope he didn't hate it because no. I was, wrote a note like the camera work is really cool in that scene. Well, it's just, it also kind of gave me like Avatar vibes, weirdly, like the dragon. And, yeah, actually, because I was like, <laughs> this reminds me of something. It reminds me of very Avatar. familiar. I don't know why? But I also feel like it's accurate. You know what I mean? Like this thing's supposed to be flying and the camera would be like, yeah. It wouldn't, like, follow it perfectly. It right. would be like, whoa, where's yeah. it going, you know? Almost like if you were someone trying to, like, look at where he's flying to. You'd be like, whoa, like, that's, where's yeah, he at? I think like, that's exactly what, like, the the vibe they were going with. Um, but, yeah, Haraka comes, rolls him out. Um, and the, as you can see, like, in the background, the planet is descending into chaos. 
Oh, it's like a... The war has, like, started. It's basically like a civil war, is what I was writing. I mean, basically. Because this coup's, like, reached... Looking for my pen, yeah. I don't know where my pen went. Dropped your pen. Whatever. You have a... Cool. Um, but... The the planet's kind of descending into chaos. Like, while this is happening, like, kind of an inopportune moment. Yeah. The planet is, like, descending into chaos. In the background of Haraka, like, flying away, um, Doriel kind of, the, the Haraka kind of, like, hovers him above this, like, pool of water, which is where the Codex is. Yeah, and so he, he, like, like jumps in. in, and you can kind of see the, like, I don't know, like, pods where they birth, like, the... Gave me, like, a Matrix. Kinda. Kinda vibe. Kinda. But this is what we were talking about earlier. This is kind of how people are, like, born in Krypton. Yeah. They're kind of these pods. They're, like... You literally can see one being born, I'm pretty sure. Not harvested. As he, like, swims by, I'm pretty sure, like... One like pops out like, hmm. and then they just swim up to the top. I get they float. What like, a terrible <laughs> time to be born. You're like ah, oh, life, and then your planet explodes. Yeah. Oh dang! I didn't think about that. I thought that you were talking about the swimming. That sucks. Yeah. Like oh man, sweet, and then dang. Yeah. Not everybody's parents set them away in a little pod. Right. For them to be safe. So kind of was what would have happened to Cal. He was yeah. born and then boom. Yeah. Um. But. Jor-El takes the codex, he grabs it. It's kind of like a skull. It looks like a squirrel skull or like a monkey skull yeah, or something kinda, like that. It kind of gave me like, yeah, like a monkey skull vibe. Indiana Jones kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> but it has like all these runes like carved into it or something. Mm-hmm. But basically he's getting shot at Jor-El once he gets out of the water and he like jumps and there's this really cool part where he just like jumps and he's falling, like free falling. Like, mm-hmm. And then Haraka like catches him midair. I thought that yeah. was super cool. I thought that was really friggin' cool. Um, but he's caught, and we get, the next scene we kind of get, make sure I'm not skipping ahead, is Dorel and Lara sending him away. Yeah, sending, pretty much. They're in the pod, you know, he's in the, they put him in the pod, and Dorel says he'll be a god to them. Yeah. Because his cells are, are going to, like, drink the radiation, they, they would always say. Yeah, there's the, the sun is young, um, and so therefore, like, it'll, his, it'll make him more powerful. His Krypton and, cells are, are going to make him... Because Lara, literally... Lara was worried that he would be like a freak and like an outcast, and El was like, "No, he'll be a god," which yeah. is a kind of a cool thing. But that's how Superman gets his power. I mean, really, on Krypton, he's there, there's no Superman. He doesn't have his power. It's well, no, when he's on Earth, the sun is what gives right him his because power. they have a dying sun where Earth has like a young sun and then also the atmosphere is different so there's the less gravity and stuff like that which I think is what gives him the ability to fly well we see later I mean Zod gets Superman powers because he's also a Kryptonian and he's also there on Earth right right so it's you know it's not like he it's was like, born it's with almost like they. It, well, it's almost like you are but as long as you're on Krypton like you have this inability to use it due I to guess. your atmosphere yeah you could think of it that way that's kind of a cool way to think about and it and then once you leave that it's like powers have been granted. The roof has been, you know, the yeah. ceiling is no longer there. <laughs> yeah. Sky's the limit. Ceiling's gone. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, But they're sending Cal away with the Codex, and it almost looks like he's shooting Cal with the Codex. Yeah, and it I, seems you, like You don't realize what it is later. Like, inject it into him. You don't really realize what he does until, like, way later. Yeah. Like, you're almost like, what he did? Like, yeah, because that was my note was, L takes the Codex and makes something out of it. To send to Earth with the baby. Yeah. But then he also sends with him this little, like, um, this little, like... Key. Oh, it's like thing. a little port. 
like a little it's almost like a thumb drive that we have it's almost like a kryptonian thumb drive that's kind of how i would describe it and it has the house of l sigil on the end yes um but yeah it's almost like this little key and they say they're sending him to earth because it's like the perfect place for him Mm -hmm. they kind of show it on their little thing and the last thing jor-el says to his son is goodbye my son our hopes and dreams travel with you. And then, like, whoa, that's kind of cool. And then things say to his son, and then, boom, it, like, closes up. But he doesn't get sent off yet. Of course, it has to, like... Zod comes. It has to, like, warm up. Like, it has to, yeah. like, get ready. Which is just really inopportune. Buffering. Because jo- uh, Zod and Feora... Feora. Arrive. I have a nugget about Feora. <laughs> I think I know what it's gonna be. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Do you have it as well? No, I don't. Oh, but you saw it? Yeah. Uh, so, Gal Gadot was almost Feora. She was originally supposed to play Feora. Was mm-hmm. this what you saw? Mm-hmm. But of course, as we all know, she's Wonder Woman. Yes. So, once she wasn't casting this movie, it looks like she tried again and got the way bigger role. <laughs> well, so what I was reading was is that she was supposed to play Feora, but then she was pregnant. So, yep. because of that, she was She dropped out. The movie. Yeah. yeah. So, but then, like you said, she did end up getting the way bigger role. Wonder so, Wonder it kind of worked out for her. I'd rather be Wonder Woman than Feora. Yeah. Feora's a... Yeah. Who wants to be the bad guy? Yeah. Also, Feora's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Every time she's up, you're like, oh. You again. You again. You again. Yeah. Um... But that was a quick little nugget I had about Fiora. I wanted to drop it right when we met her. But... Right, they show up at the at the L household. They kind of just blow the door down. <laughs> yeah. They literally do. No. Shoot the door down. Like, it's rolled up. And Jor-El and Zod have this super cool fight, I thought. Like, just straight up hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. Just duking it out. Yeah. Um... Zod's trying to, like, shoot the pod to stop the launch, is basically what he's trying to do. Because he knows the codex is in there. Right. And, and so, because in his mind, he's trying to save the Kryptonian race. But that's also what Jor-El's trying to do. It's just through his son. Yeah, you they just I mean? have two different ideas about how it should be done. Right. And, of course, they get in this little tussle. Um... But he says, don't launch it, Laura. Like, don't. Like, this is for all of us. And she's like, I don't care. Yeah, Boop. she's she's like, eh. And presses presses button, the button. And boom, yeah. he launches off. And Zod, like, yells, stands up. It's such a, it's such a like, really cool part, though. I don't know if you noticed, but the music is, like, super loud. The music is, like, blaring. Hmm. And then the minute he stabs him, he stabs it's, Dorel. The music it stops. Just, it, but it, like, doesn't just stop. It, cut, it just, like, cuts out. Yeah. Almost like... Because Jorah's life has ended, the music like cuts. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like loud. It doesn't fade away. It's like and it cuts the minute he stabs him. I thought it was a really cool like sound editing. Yeah. Um, well, and it's also like you know, there's so much going on, and then it's almost like in this uh, little moment, it just all shuts down. Yeah, like time kind of stops because it's just like what? it just like the whole energy just shifted. You it know did. What I mean, because like, it went from like because. The elves are just one because they sent their son off. That's what they wanted. Right. I also really love this scene because he's just like looking up the entire time. He doesn't yeah. look at Zod once. He's looking up at his son. He's leaving. like, he's like, well, one, like again, he knows he's gonna die, so he's like, okay, whatever. You just sped it up for me, but I think that he's like, we succeeded, like we got him out of here. There's like a really cool shot of like the pod like glare in his eyes as mm. he's like stabbed, and it's really cool because he's just watching his son, you know, and he believes that he's gonna be like a god. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So. But yeah, he like yells, stands up, stabs him with like this cool like he has like a blade on his like wrist almost that like, comes out. Yeah, 
like a retractable sword. Yeah. Um. And he says something to Lara, and she says his name is Cal. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of where we get his name for the first time. Yeah, because she he says something like your son. Yeah, like ruined or like I don't I don't know ruined our society or something like that. And he's she's like, well, his name is Cal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where we hear his name for the first time. Made a note of that. But then we get to the so Jor-El's dead. Yep. R.I.P. Russell Crowe. What a short little role he had. Well, he comes we'll, back. We'll probably never see him again. Oh. Yeah. No, we mind. probably won't. Never mind. No, we probably won't. won't see Good him job, again. G. <laughs> uh. Um. But he is dead. But Laura lived. He didn't kill her. Zod did not just like shoot her in cold blood. Yeah. Why did he stab Jor-El? If, I mean, what what was the point? Because he was mad. Like I don't. I think it was just more of like a fit of rage. Yeah. Yeah. Like what have you done? Because yeah. in his mind, Jor-El just like ruined their chances of survival. The the race. Yeah. The race, like yeah. the chances of the race's survival, I should say. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, the group, they don't say it, but they're banished to the Phantom Zone. They say it later. And the Phantom Zone in the comics is kind of this thing that Superman sometimes actually has access to it, where it's like this little like gun, and if he shoots it at his enemies, they like disappear. It's and like his like it's like his like prison that Superman has, huh. where he sends his bad guys. Like Lex, Lex Luthor has been there like eighty times, but. <laughs> He, like, shoots them with this, like, portal, and it, like, takes them to... You know what I mean? But in every iteration, there's always a different version of the Phantom Zone. Like, sometimes it's, like, a crystal, sometimes it's, like... And in this, it's, like, a very real, like, pyramid thing. Hmm. That, like, opens, and then it, like, disappears. Um, but yeah, the Phantom Zone's kind of like a black hole. It's kind of like a black hole that you can't escape from. Interesting. They call it, like, the inescapable, like, prison. Like, you... It's literally impossible to get out. Or so we thought. I was going to say, like, so <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and Zod gets out, so. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, but him and his group are banned. They kind of shoot up into the ship. And then the ship kind of has a really cool... I really like the shot where it's, like, in space. And the ship's going into the portal. But it doesn't, like, come out the other end, obviously. Do you know what I mean? It because just, like, it's disappears. a portal. It just kind of, like, disappears. And then the I portal, thought it was like, really closes. cool. There's, like, a scene underneath the ship. And as it's shooting up, it's almost like precipitating something down onto the lens of the camera. And it, oh, like, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it's almost like, like rain. Yeah, and then the the screen, like, it gets to a point where you can't really see what's going on, and then it cuts, like, to a different scene. But mm-hmm. I, I it is kind of cool. pretty cool. Well, it's just very, I don't know, real. Once again, with the, with the when Haraka's flying around, and right. the camera's, it's, it's just like that again. Yeah. If you were down there, maybe that's what would have, like, right. I don't know, someone fell, fell on you, but... The last thing Zod says to Lara and like everybody there, his last words, is I will find him. Yeah. He said it a couple times. Oh, uh, the the final time he like yelled it. Yeah. Like he screamed it and like, I want you to hear me. Yeah. Um, The ship disappears into that portal. Like I said, it's kind of cool. It just disappears. And the last kind of thing I have for like Krypton is there's this shot. I don't know if you took a note of it. But Lara is like standing. It's like a it's a wide widescreen shot of Lara in the middle, and then the robot to the side, and then the entire planet is like, it's like fire and fiery yeah. in front of her. It's basically just like a bunch of volcanoes exploding. It's actually really terrifying when you like see it before that shot that I just mentioned. You just like see like this is like look just like magma coming out yeah. of the ground, and then finally you get that wide shot of her just standing there as the the fire is like gonna engulf her in. Yeah, and like I Heat said earlier, death. she's just like, all right, yep, completely fine with it. I mean, it's kind of very like it's kind of like Jor-El's moment. She's looking at the the stars while yep. he was he was looking at the pod. They both have hope that 
they're definitely in vain, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, she probably thinks that that her son's never going to have to deal with Zod. Like, she thinks Zod's gone. He obviously is not, but... <laughs> right. She thinks, but really, they would have been better banishing them to the... It would have been better if they were like, all right, we're going to keep you in a holding cell, and then tomorrow we're going to send you away. <laughs> yeah. But They would have just waited one more day. One more day to send them away. Like, they had to do it that day. <sighs> the stupid council. Mm-hmm. I blame them for this entire movie. <laughs> I mean, really? Because Zod comes back because of them. Um... But Krypton does blow up. There's a really cool shot of just in space. And the planet just goes... And it just kind of... Yeah. It's like this giant ring of, like, explosion. Yeah, like, it starts kind of crumpling. It does, like... It, yeah, it's like a piece of paper. And then, and yeah. Then, and then it finally just goes, like... And just debris everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, see you later, Krypton. Hasta um, luego. Note: If you ever find yourself on a planet and you're out of energy, don't harvest the don't core. harvest the cord. <laughs> Why would that be a good idea? Is what I want to know. Right? Like, how would that not detriment your planet? You're like literally f- farming into the bottom of your. Also, like I'd be like if we went to the Earth's core and started messing with it. I wouldn't want to mess with it. Right? You would think that somebody on the planet would be like, "Hey, this isn't a good idea." Yeah, because the core of the planet is like that's gone. Like what you got, right? Nothing. That's probably why it looks like volcanoes, is because it's kind of like fighting back almost. Do you know what I mean? Because hmm. if you like farmed it, it would be like incomplete. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it would kind of like fire back, and that's what all the magma does, and then it kind of just overtakes the entire planet and blows up. Yeah. Not a good situation. Not a good situation, though. But the last scene we see, kind of before we flash forward to present day, is the pod kind of flying through like these like fields and past a barn. Yeah. Um, and. Obviously, we find out later Smallville, Kansas, but it lands and then it cuts. So you're like, what? The pod yeah. lands and then it cuts. You know, and then we go back. We're in present day now. Yeah, we're just on like on a crab fishing boat. We're on like a fishing boat. Yeah, that's what I was like, on a fishing boat. Um, we have this. This. It's not our main character, but he's got this really cool beard, and he's really big. And you're like, maybe it's our man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's it's him, but he has a beard to yes. disguise himself. You're not like, hey, that's Superman. <laughs> Superman doesn't have a beard. Uh, well, he's all, he's like, working on this fishing boat. Basically. I must have had my head down taking a note because I saw it like fly past the moon and everything like that mm-hmm. and like headed to Earth. And then I felt like it was just then it was they were on this boat. So I was like, oh, is it going to like fly past these guys on the boat? Oh, like, no. What was, yeah. Yeah, you must have your head down writing something because it, it kind of shows it crashing. In, like, a field. Okay. And then it cuts to the boat. I think it's super funny. So, they're on the boat, and, like, there's this stuff on the in the middle of the deck. Yeah. And this bearded man goes over to pick it up. <laughs> this bearded man. This strange bearded man. Yeah, and there's, like, a crab pot above him that almost was, like, fall on him. And this guy saves him, and he's like, come on, man, pay attention. You're going to get yourself killed, you careful. Yeah, you're going to die. If that crab thing would have hit him, it literally would have, like, bounced off of him. Well, because then, like, ten minutes later, they go to this burning oil platform. Oh, that seems pretty crazy, the oil rig. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's nothing we can do. And then the Greenhorn, which is a bearded man. He's like, like, Greenhorn. And he turns around, gone. He's gone. Love that. Um, But yeah, this guy does save him. And he's like, Greenhorn. And Clark's just... Or this bearded man. This bearded man played by Henry Cavill. Yeah. Is it Cavill? I think Ca- it's Cavill. Henry Cavill? I believe it's Cavill. I want to mm. say. Because I used to say Cavill, and I don't think that's right. 
I don't think that's right either. No, I don't think that's right. I believe it's Cavill. I want to okay. say it is. I hope I'm not saying Superman's name wrong. But anyways, um, but yeah, he goes to this like flaming oil rig, literally just wearing his pants, like no shoes, no shirt. Yeah, he's just um, it's like wave like breaks on the thing, and then like when it goes down, he's just like like stuck to the yeah, he's like scaling it. Yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet. Um, speaking of that, he doesn't have a shirt on. I have a nugget. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, for this movie, Henry Cavill refused to take steroids. I saw that. Um, and he wanted, he didn't want, like, anything to be fake about it. Because they like said, we'll give you, like, muscle like, suits, you know. You know what I mean? Um, and he didn't want it to, like, be fake at any point. So, I thought that was kind of a cool, and he, he, he built his body, he said, for, to be worthy of the character, is how he worded it. Hmm. He wanted his body to look like worthy of the character. And also, Zack Snyder said that he wanted there to be like a couple like shirtless scenes. So you see, like he said he didn't want the audience to feel like they were he like was just wearing a muscle suit. Oh, like that he's that's fake. Yeah. He wanted them to know, like, hey, it's real. Yeah. Like he did this to himself. And, you know, it shows. But I just thought that was a kind of interesting thing. No steroids or muscle suits or right. Yeah, I, I was reading that he said that was the hardest part mm-hmm. of this whole movie, was getting into that shape. I bet it would be. For those two scenes. Kind of looks like Superman? Yeah. It probably isn't easy. No. <laughs> getting a Superman physique and you have to like do it yourself? Yeah. No. Oh, like I'm Superman. sure he had uh, like tons of trainers to help him out, but yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um... But yeah, he he holds up the entire rig at one part, and it's super freaking cool. Like he's literally just like, dude, how about the part where he like kicks the door open? They're like, this is all the oxygen we have left, and then the door's like crunches, and then it like falls, yeah. and then he's just like on fire. He's literally on fire. Yeah, yeah. and they're just kind of like, just like, um, <laughs> this guy's on fire. Yeah, and he's unworried about it. Yeah, he is just staying there on fire. Um. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But he, after the rig, the helicopter's, like, leaves because he's, like, holding it up. And they're just like, kind of like, all right, I guess we're leaving him because he's not getting on the helicopter. So, peace. And they fly away. Yeah. And he kind of, the whole rig kind of collapses after everybody's safe, of course. Right. And then he lands on the water. And then we, like, have a flashback we have a flash to childhood. As a boy. Yeah. And in class, he's kind of, this would suck, by the way. I mean, it'd be cool once you learn how to use it in your Superman. <laughs> but, like, it sucks now because he's seeing, like x-ray vision and he doesn't know how to turn it on and off yeah he's hearing literally everything he can hear like a dog barking outside he hears like cars because he can hear like an undetermined amount of distance and he can also see like x-ray vision right and it's all happening to him at the same time and that and he and it makes him probably to like the other kids look crazy because he's he's like looking around like yeah and the teacher's trying to talk to him and he's like can't really focus on her voice because he's hearing like all this other stuff because he has to learn how to like hone it well, he's just, like, overly stimulated. Right. That's exactly what it is. Because yeah. later he learns, obviously, to, like, okay, I'm listening to this person talk right in front of me, so I'm just going to listen to them. Instead of everything else. Instead of everything else. Yeah. So it's something he had to, like, kind of learn, but obviously as, like, a child he wasn't, you know what I mean? So, but he runs out of the well, classroom. Right. And he also, like, didn't know that he had all these superpowers, so he's probably, like, what is happening to me? He didn't even know he was an alien. <laughs> right. He thought Martha and Jonathan were his parents. Yes. Um, but he kind of goes, he runs and hides in this, like, janitor's closet, I want to say it is. Right? Yep. And Martha shows up to the school to talk to him. Um, 
And these kids are teasing him. And I made a note because one of the guys calls him a freak. That's exactly what... Mm -hmm. That's exactly what Lara said mm -hmm. to Jonathan, or to Jor-El that he would be. Remember? Yeah. You literally mentioned that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So one of the kids is like, he's a freak. Because he can, like, hear them outside. He also the sees them through the door. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Um, but she basically talks him through it by saying, like, like my pretend my voice is like an island. Yeah. Swim towards it, son. Like it's the I this is probably my favorite Martha Ken. Yeah. She does such a good job. Yeah. She's very I don't know, Kansas mama, like very mm. like sweet, like would help yeah. anybody. Just like a like a like a good mom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like know. A I loving, just loving loving mother. I really love this Martha Ken. Um and finally he like it will and I think this is kind of how he first learns how to do it because focusing on her voice turns everything else off. Yes. And but he wakes back up from the... Well, he hears her say his name and it kind of wakes him up. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, because she's like Clark. And he's like, oh. Yeah. You know? But we kind of get this really cool shot of him in the water and there's like whales swimming uh, above him, which yeah, is so cool. Yeah, and they're so like cool. singing. Yeah, they're like, mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you all know what whales sounds like, I think. Yeah. But it's just super cool. There's like a pod of whales and they're like swimming like above him. Because obviously he can breathe underwater. I mean, I guess. I don't know if he can breathe underwater or if it's just like he doesn't he's got like, different lungs, need to breathe. Right? You know what I mean? Ah, uh, maybe. Or maybe he's just able to hold his breath for a crazy long yeah, amount of time. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I mean, I'd assume that's probably one of his Superman powers is that he can just be underwater. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I mean, he can fly, so. <laughs> right. He can probably do that. Um. But yeah, I thought that was a really cool shot of the whales, like, just swimming. Yeah. In their natural habitat. The Superman in the water. Um, but he gets out of the water and he just kind of takes these clothes out of somebody's truck. <laughs> which I thought was kind of... Yeah. He's just like, I need some clothes. Uh, thanks. And he just takes them. Like boots. Yeah. He basically gets an entire outfit. Boots. Pants. Yeah. Probably socks. Like shirt. Jacket. Jacket. Yeah. If I was that dude, I'd be like, dude, that's my favorite jacket. Yeah. Can you imagine? Um, but yeah, he finds some clothes and... We get another flashback right here. The, the beginning of the movie is kind of riddled with flashbacks to show you, like... His backstory. Kind Clark of like as a boy. growing up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Honestly, it's almost throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it kind of is. The actor gets older as well, like, as it goes on. Yeah. Like the, the actor playing him, I mean. So, he's a little older now, but we're on the bus. Yeah. Because he sees a school bus in this town he's in. And it kind and of it gives him, like, him a back. flashback. Yeah. Um, but this, this kid, Pete, is making fun of him on the bus... And um, they're going over this bridge, and the tire blows on the bus. Mm -hmm. And boom, off the bridge they go into, into the, the water. River. That sucks. They fall into this river. Um, the bus driver, I don't know if you noticed, but he was like done. Yeah, he was, he like, was like on the wheel. Over the wheel. Yeah. I don't know. Did he live? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because when you hit that water, he's in the front. So I feel like that would like. You know what I mean? They also make those bus seats, like, big, so you almost have something to, like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus him, like, he's he's got glass right in front of him. Well, hopefully he had a seatbelt. You know, he was wearing a seatbelt. I hope so. You gotta wear your seat wear your seatbelt, kids. Yeah. But they go into the water, and, like, Clark basically just, like, slips out the back door. Oh, I love this part, though. like, pushes the bus. He literally, like, walks the bus out of the water. Yeah. It's super freaking cool. And then goes back into the water and saves Pete. He dives back into the water and saves friggin' Pete who was bu bullying just him. bullying him. Yeah. Excuse the turning of the page. He was just... Oh, there's my chair. He was just bullying <laughs> him 
on the on the but that but that's Superman though. Like he's gonna right. save anybody. Right. It doesn't matter. Well, and then Pete's mom comes over with Pete to the house. <laughs> yeah. And she's like freaking out. She's like, This was an act of God. Yeah. She's like, which I mean I guess is accurate. It's a miracle. And then she's basically saying that like and this isn't the first time he's done something like this and little Laura saw it too and Little Laura, yeah. Or whatever her name was. Uh yeah, I don't really remember. It might have been Lana. I, it might, I was thinking Lana too, maybe. Cause that's a that's a that's a character. But then Mister Kent, like, so we get this thing. We get to where, meet Jonathan Kent. Yeah, where he's basically Kevin telling, Costner. like, he was like, oh, we, you know, we've talked about this. Like, people will are going to be afraid of things they can't understand. And, like, I really love that. If the world line. finds out yeah. about you, then yeah. basically, like, it's not just going to affect you. It's not going to affect us. It will change the whole world because, like. If they know what you can do and where you come from, like all that. Because he tell, he's basically like, you're the answer to like, are we are we alone or are there, you know? Yeah, that's in the next scene where there. he shows him the pod. Yeah, because he finally like, reveals to him that he's is indeed an alien. That's right, and he's not their biological son. Um, I like that people are afraid of what they don't understand. Line, I like it's that. True, it is, and I like it. Um, Found my pen. <laughs> your pen did it fall out of your jacket? Yeah. Um, uh, where was I? Where was I? Uh, but he takes he takes Clark to the pod, which is under their barn. It's like in the basement of their barn. Yeah, because he's basically just like showing him that he's an alien. <sighs> I forget what he says, but uh, I don't know. He he's basically like, "Why am I different?" or something like that. And that's yeah. when his dad's like, "All right, I guess now's the time." to tell you and then they go down and he has another good line Jonathan Kent does where he says um, if I believe anything I believe that you were sent here for a for reason, reason. ah yeah. I love that I like that a lot um, well, it's almost like there's you know two reasons there's like the Krypton reason and then there's like the Earth reason sure you know yeah and it's, like, two, it's a double thing double yeah. meaning sort of thing yeah, yeah. well because that's what he says too he's like you know I am gosh I said that too when he was like I don't know. He's basically said something where, like, you are my son. Oh. Or something like that. Clark says, "Can't well, why can't I keep pretending to be your son? He yeah, says, and he's you like, are my son. Yeah, he's like, you are my son. That's from that line between Jonathan, Kent, and Clark is from a Superman comic book. So Zack Snyder pulled it right out of a comic book. Before he said that, I, like, I said that out loud. I was like, you are my son. And oh. then he said it. <laughs> and you were like, yes! Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, that's what I feel like a father, like, a, tr- a real dad would say at that point. Like, it doesn't matter that, like, yes, I didn't create. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm not your biological father, but you're my son. You are my son. Yeah. Right. Um, I really like that scene, though. Yeah. He's like, why can't I keep just pretending to be your son? Yeah. So. Next scene I have is we're at, at a bar. We're back in present day, away from the flashback. So, Clark, young Clark now knows that he is, in fact, an alien. Yes. Um, and we're back into a bar where this guy's like bothering this waitress. Waitress. Clark's working at a bar now. Yeah, like some truck stop. Yeah, basically. It's kind of like a bar restaurant sort of place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this trucker rolls up and inside Clark's like cleaning glasses and something. And this waitress walks over to this table and this guy's like messing with her. Yeah. And Clark walks over and is like, hey man. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. And the guy gets up and is like. What are you going to do about it? And then he, like, pours beer on his head. Yeah. And then tries to push him, which I really love this scene. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> trying to push a wall. He's basically like, trying to push a wall. He pushes him and literally, like... Push, he, like, pushes himself away. Pushes himself back. Yeah. Basically, like... And Clark just stands there. Like, 
nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, but Clark walks out and he throws his like he throws his beer um, cup at him as he walks out the door. The trucker guy, because he's like yeah. Clark's taking off his apron. He's like out. He's like, yeah, screw this job. Basically, yeah. And he clearly had a lot. Of, he was a fish. He's on a fishing boat. He's working at a mm-hmm. bar. Mm-hmm. He's kind of doing everything. Um, the guy walks outside later though, and his truck is literally impaled by like these trees. It's right? like, like mangled, <laughs> like telephone poles. The truck had like I thought it was like cut down trees, but it Maybe. might have been. I was thinking it was telephone poles. It might have been telephone poles, but it basically Clark like stabbed. What, how would you explain that? He like stabbed the truck. Which, Shish kebobbed it. Basically. Basically, Skewered there's a whole it. bunch of logs, like, through the truck, and yeah. it's not drivable anymore. It's also suspended in the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's... No, it's done. He ruined it. <laughs> Which I think is really funny. Like, you can mess with me by, like, just being a jerk, but I can also do this to your freaking truck. Yeah. Now imagine what I could do to you. Ooh. <laughs> um, so, there's that. The next scene we get, we're well, in... Oh. Well, so... No, I guess, no, go ahead. no, you're right. But while he's in the bar working, he overhears these two, like, Air Force guys talking about this thing being found up, like, in the Arctic area. You're right, that is important. Yeah, and yeah. there's, like, all these different countries that are trying to get in on it because it's this huge discovery. And then, go ahead. So, Clark now knows about them trying to find something in, like, the Arctic. Yeah. Next thing we get, we're in the Arctic. Oh, look at that. Huh, weird. <laughs> Who gets... And we... Someone gets off this helicopter. In this scene, she's just called Mrs. Lane, but it's Lois We Lane. immediately know who it is. Yeah, yeah, it's Lois Lane. And she is played by... That I don't know. My name is blanking. Amy Adams? I think that's right. Is that her name? Yeah. Do you want to go to the, the software? Yeah. Garrett to the software. Our state-of-the-art software. Our state-of-the-art Simmer Bros software for IMDb. I believe that's her name if it's not... I'm like 99% sure. She's a pretty big actress. Like, she's not just Lois Lane. Like, you've seen her and stuff. Yeah. Is it, what's the verdict? The software is um, not putting her at the top of the list. Going slow for her? Shockingly. Him? That's weird. Um, but anyways, we're in the Arctic while he finds that. And she's a reporter for the Daily Planet. And... At night, they kind of get her accustomed to this place uh, because she's here to report on it. Correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, so she's here to report on it, and basically they get her like settled into this place. They give her like this little cot, if you will. It's kind of like a little bed, a little place to set up. But um, later she kind of goes out at night, and she's taking a picture of the like rig they have set up to... Just document it. You know, she's just out there right. being a journalist. Yeah, she's trying to take a picture of this, like, rig. And in the picture, there's this person walking. It's and the bearded like, man. How weird. I wonder where he's going. Basically, she's like, where are you going? So, she follows him. I really love in this scene how the, the cave is, like, carved. Because he used his, like, eyes. So, I was wondering if that was, like... So, that was his eyes I, that I thought that? it had to have been. It was, like, too precise to be, like, a... Did you find it? Uh, it's being very difficult. All right, well, it's all good. I'm 90%. It is Amy Adams. Okay. Yeah. There we go. 
the software came. Did you take it out of his eyes, or was it like a? Do you think it was like a drill? So I was almost wondering if it started as them drilling into the ice, and then he just kind of went in and finished it off. It just looked very like precise. Well, that's why I it was thinking like it a, was a drill. It almost looked like a tunnel, like he did it, like. Oh yeah, so that's why I was thinking it was like one of those big like. Like, truck with just a giant drill bit in the front of it. I guess. And he just, like, went farther. He just went deeper, I guess. I don't know. Because I would imagine with the lasers, he's probably able to go a lot quicker than they are. Yeah, that's probably true. It's not... Yeah. He's not a machine. But, yeah, his laser vision. Um, okay, Amy Adams, we found out. We're good. Yes. That is settled. But, yeah, Lois is here. She's reporting in the Arctic and oh in that by the way in that scene where she is like introduced she meets this general do you know his name nope uh of the army and this doctor who is dr hamilton i know his name okay um who both come back in this movie in a pretty large way i'd say don't you think yeah the general and dr hamilton i mean i think they're both in the movie quite a bit but i thought it'd be worth mentioning that we do meet them in this um in this scene, but basically as Lois is following Clark, he's way ahead, but he's farther into this, into the cave, and he finds, basically he finds a Kryptonian ship. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. He yeah. finds a Kryptonian ship, and in there he finds like this port that is literally perfect for this necklace he wears around his neck, which is that little drive. That like, key thing. I mentioned that the dad's, Jor-El, sent um, Cal in the pod with a... I, I compared to like a thumb sigil. drive. It's like yeah. a little thumb drive with their sigil on it. And Clark finds like this perfect little like plug-in with where the drive would like perfectly fit. Um, um, Colonel Nathan Hardy. Okay. Colonel Hardy is who she met in that scene. Thank you. G, well done. Colonel Hardy is the guy, is the general, and Doctor Hamilton is the doctor. We both meet in that uh, scene with Lois. Um, anyways, then, he finds the plug-in for this codex, and the robot like goes to like attack Clark, but then he like pushes it in, and it's like, oh yeah, you're good. Yeah, it's like he has like the plug-in. Which while he's walking through the ship, by the way, somebody is like in the ship too. Somebody's like walking around the hallways. Yeah, he keeps like seeing this person out of the corner of his eye, and he's like, hey, like hello, Yoo-hoo. yeah, like, over here, man. What's your deal? Um, and it's it's Jarrell's like conscience, basically. Basically, yeah. Basically, he he says like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I'm your father." Yeah. Basically, yeah. Russell Crowe's back. Jarrell is kind of been uploaded into, into the, the ship's mainframe. That little like thumb drive. Yes. Yeah. So that thing basically had Jarrell's like. I wouldn't say he's a hologram because it's not really him. It's like an embodiment. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a way. It's almost like he's a ghost. It's like a way that he's there, yeah. but he's not. He's the way he explains it is, is he's like a shadow, basically of your Jor-El. father. Yeah. yeah. Um. But so Clark basically gets to meet his dad in this scene, pretty much. Um. And you know, Lois shortly after. Oh, but basically, Jor-El like explains like the history of Krypton. Through yeah, this, he basically like, cool, like, like fills him in. Yeah, everything that happened. He's like, we used to be a conqueror, and then. Why they sent him away. They fell apart. He kind of talked about Zod briefly. Because he says this, yep. this guy, General Zod, planned a, like, a coup to overthrow. You know what I mean? And then me and your mother sent you away. So Clark's probably like, whoa, dude, this is a lot to take in. But Overload, all right. yeah. Gotcha. I mean, at least he already knows it's an alien. It would have been one, the one thing if he had been like, so, 
I'm your dad. And he's like, no, you're not my dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that would have been... But he almost he almost was hoping at some point he would find out who his real parents are. Like, he had to have, like... Well, I think that's why he went up here, because he was looking for answers. And he found them. Yeah, pretty convenient. I mean, sure. Yeah. But he also had the codex, like, ready... Or he had the little plug-in thing. Right. Which... Worked out would It worked out perfectly. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so he gets to meet his dad. Jor-El explains the history of Krypton. And Lois shortly after comes into the ship as well. But the robot does not like her. Well, I think it's like, it's not sure about her. And then she tries to take a picture of it. And it's like negative. Yeah, it was like, and don't like that. It literally like like pushes her against a wall. It like throws her against a wall, but also stabs her at the same time. Yeah. With this like arm it has. It's like tentacle. Yeah. It's robotic tentacle. Tentacle? <laughs> kind of tentacle. Kind of stabs her and like throws her against the wall. And Clark kind of hears her, like, yelling. Yeah, yell out. And she so he he speeds in, her. destroys the, the robot, and... Yeah, pretty much, like, crushes it. Yeah, he basically, like, just with his bare hands, crushes the... Yeah. And then... Like um, a beer can? Kind of, yeah. And uh, so basically says he has to cauterize the wound. Yeah. She's been stabbed. Yeah. And he's like... You're hemorrhaging internally. Like, this is gonna hurt. I would imagine. Oh, yeah. He's using his heat vision to, like, yeah, cauterize the wound. So, basically, he's, like, and right into the wound. She's, you know, screaming out and stuff. Um, but he does, like, save her. And then the next scene we kind of get is, like, oh, her, like, voiceover, I guess. It's, like, her, like, narrating. Explaining what happened. Explaining what happened. Her cap, her sa- no. Her what? rescuer. Rescuer, yeah. She's, like, whoever my mystery rescuer, my mystery rescuer is... He was there for a reason, talking about all that. But um, basically, this voiceover is her pitching the story to Perry White, who we meet. Who's the head of the Daily Planet. He's the head of the Daily Planet. Um, Perry White is a big Superman character in the comic books, obviously, because he's Clark Kent's boss. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Perry White's a big Superman character, so it's pretty cool that he is included in this movie. Because every Superman movie usually has Perry White in it. If the Daily Planet's there, Perry White's there. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those characters that's got to be there. Um... But he said he's not going to print the story. I think this actor's name is Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, yeah, yeah, uh, which is kind of cool. He's playing Perry White. Uh, he does. He plays the role perfectly because he's like, uh, he's like twenty four seven annoyed, but also, I mean, that's pretty much. You know what I mean? Like his character. That's kind of mm. Perry White is. But um, he's not going to print it, and he says that she is basically going to get punished for what she did, right? Oh, wait, wait, that's not in this scene. That's no. later. Well, she, she basically is that's like, well, I'll, I'll quit if you don't punish it. And he's like, you're under a contract, so you can't do that. Yeah, nice try. So she basically goes and was like, all right, well, then I'm just going to have this guy leak it online for me. Yeah, she gives it to this, like, like online internet, like, blog guy. Yeah. He's got, like, all these Twitter followers or whatever. So basically, yeah, she leaks it online yeah. through this guy. Um, and... The next scene I have after she like leaks it to that guy is he, he's talking to his dad again. Clark, is. yeah. So basically, Clark has taken the ship and flown it elsewhere, and he's kind of made like a little like base for himself, I guess. And he's still talking to his dad, further getting to know stuff. And his dad's explaining that the S, the Superman S, 
means mm-hmm. hope on Krypton, it and means it's hope. basically the symbol of like their house, the sigil of House Al. Um, yeah, and he and this is when Al explains to him that like Earth's atmosphere is the perfect environment for him to flourish in. Mm-hmm. Um, he explains so, he's the first natural birth, all that. You know? Yep. Um, and basically, he was like, "So you just you know." There's no telling what the limit of your power is. And we kind of get, like, Clark hanging out in the Arctic, learning the extent of his powers. Uh, So this is kind of one we were talking earlier about him learning how to fly. Well, real quick, before we get to the flying scene, he's walking with his dad, and the suit is, like, it comes out. Oh, like, the door opens and, like, reveals... The Superman suit. Yeah. Which we mentioned earlier that we both love quite a little bit. Yeah. I love it. Um... And he made this suit for him, like we said earlier. Mm-hmm. Also, while he's like on this ship exploring it, I forgot to mention this earlier. This is when this is when before he saves Lois, right? So all the way back in that couple scenes ago, mm-hmm. he's exploring this ship. One of the pods is open on this Kryptonian ship. I saw that. Okay, I, saw I didn't that. know if you noticed that or not. The working theory is that it that it that it was Supergirl. His cousin, because she's also gotcha. eventually on Earth. It happens different ways every story. Either her parents also sent her away on a pod, that's one of the stories, or it could have been in this plan. Apparently Zack Snyder did have plans to eventually do Supergirl, so it could have been... Excuse the dogs, sorry. <laughs> it could have been a story where he was setting that up, because the yeah. pod was like open. like like The rest of them right. were like, <clears throat> like skeletons. So what we failed to mention was, was 20,000 years ago, the Krypton sent a bunch of scouting ships out to create these outposts okay. yeah, all yeah. over the different parts of the universe, and this was one of those ships. That's why it's here. And like Nicholas said... There's a part where Clark is looking through the ship and he sees all these like mummified looking dead people in their pods. A whole pods, bunch of skeletons. Yeah. But there's one that's open. Open. So yeah. everybody was like, okay, so that means somebody like got out at some point? Right. The The working theory at the time was, I don't know if it's been debunked or not, it might have been. I don't know, it was always a theory, but it was, Super, it was Supergirl, his cousin. It's gotta be somebody. I mean, it's open. Like, right. whoever was in there lived. So... At least long enough to get out of it, you know what I mean? Yes. Who knows how far they made it, but... Also worth mentioning, because I thought I'd have to mention it at some point, because everybody's probably like, this is like, this Man of Steel like, is coming back, kind of, this movie. Um, so, in June, the Flash movie comes out, right? Mm-hmm. The movie takes place in 2013 of an alternate version of this movie. So, Michael Shannon's back as Zod in that movie. Um, it basically takes place in an alternate timeline of DC, because it's obviously involving Flash, mm-hmm. um, of a different Man of Steel. This movie, again, but it's like a... Because in the trailer, you can see the world engine, like, shooting back down. Okay. Zod is in the trailer, but um, in this, like, timeline, it's Supergirl instead of Superman. So she's in the movie. Um, Supergirl's, of course, Kara Zor-El, so there we go. That's why she wears the same symbol. Okay. And she's in the movie, so I have to assume... Obviously, the movie's not out yet, but maybe they mentioned that pod that is open. Maybe that's, like, the story. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I thought that was kind of an interesting thing worth mentioning and why it'd be a good time to do this movie, because I think a lot of people are watching it in preparation for that movie, because, of course, Zod, and it's basically, like, it's it's taking place during this movie. It's just, yeah. there's no Superman. Right. Um... So, a lot of people are really excited to see Michael Shannon back as Zod, so, you know, we'll... I heard you didn't love him, though, you said before the we started. A lot of people are really excited that he's back, so... Okay. 
I mean, I think it's cool that they're keeping the same guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but I thought that'd be worth mentioning because the, I guess the plot of this movie kind of is coming back. It, that's what it kind of sounds like. Like, because it's the world engine and it's all that again. But, like, it's like Supergirl and Flash who have to take him down instead of, like, Superman by himself. So maybe it'll work better. Maybe it'll be worse. I don't so know. So is this when you tried to explain to me the whole thing where, like, Flash goes back in time and branches off in an alternative timeline type thing yeah he he saves his mom who was murdered when he was like 11 which creates like an alternate timeline gotcha flash is my favorite like dc superhero and superhero so you know i i'm very excited for the flash movie maybe we'll do it on the podcast at some point and we'll mention man of steel because it sounds like they're very going to be very close you can also see in the trailer you know this part in the movie where he comes on the tv and like talks to everybody in in like the earth there's like a whole part of the there's a part of the trailer where like Flash oh, when looking, he's like, you're not alone. Right. Yeah. And it's like kind of him there, but you can't really see him. It's like staticky. Yeah. There's a part of the trailer where Flash is looking at a TV and literally he's out on the TV saying like, you are not alone. Like it's literally like this movie. Um, just like different. So very excited for that. Thought it'd be worth mentioning because it is the plot of this movie again. Interesting. Um, super excited for it. So we'll see. We'll see. But I thought that'd be worth mentioning because I was talking about how that pod's open and the theory is Supergirl yeah. and she's in that movie so I thought maybe maybe they could connect it maybe not. We'll see. Zach, we'll see. Zack Snyder is not the director though so maybe they won't mention it. I don't know. Well if they do you heard it here first. If they do we want credit yes. <laughs> for that theory. Yes. It also could have been somebody who just got out like wandered around and then like died later. Yeah. Why did they survive not the other people is the question. Right. I don't know. But it's just kind of interesting because the camera focuses on it, like, hey, this mm-hmm. pod's open. It looks, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> and he, like, looks at it. Clark himself is like, wait, what's going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It could be something. Um, but going back to where we were, the suit is, he wears the suit for the first time. We're out in this, like, snowy, yeah. plain area. And this is the first time we get one of those shots I mentioned where it's the boots and then the cape kind of, like, flares like in front of the camera mm-hmm. i don't know if that was super sweet especially in the snow the blue and the red pops like you mm, know what i mean yeah it's a very neutral color to like make the suit like really really pop so that was very cool um but in this scene we we, we see the suit for the first time and this is the first time you hear that man of steel theme okay it's the first time you get to hear it it really when he starts to fly for the first time not not the jumping but when he actually starts it starts like fly the music yeah. like flares like it's like loud hmm. i really appreciated how Good the music is in this movie. Yeah. It's really good. Um, but he's learning to fly. And like we said earlier, it's kind of a uh, reference to that old comic book that he could just like jump really far. Right. That's what you were explaining, right? Yes. It was the old comic book. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. A little reference to that, right? A little nod to yeah. the origin. A little nod. Um, so he's basically jumping around. Um, and he's flying around. And at one point at the end, he like crashes through this mountain. Because he kind of like loses his like balance and crashes yeah. the mountain, but it yeah. like creates this giant explosion, and he like lands in the in the like this big landslide type thing. I mean, basically. But there's this really cool like sequence where he's like flying through the world. He like goes in Africa yeah, and there's like giraffes. Africa, yeah. There's like these cool. There's like a pack of giraffes. It's like the Grand Canyon. Yeah, it's like the Grand Canyon, and then like he's like flying like all across the world. I thought it was kind of really cool. It also shows how freaking fast he is. Yeah. If he can get from here to here just like that, right? You know, it kind of. It kind of goes back to that like iconic thing of like Superman and Flash always like they always like race in like the Justice League comic books. Mm. So it's kind of a cool thing because who's faster? Because he can clearly like travel across the world like very fast. Yeah. Um, 
I really thought that was kind of cool, though. Like, the flying over Africa, and you see the giraffes, and then you're, like, in, like, a canyon. I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. It is cool. And then he finally gets back, you know what I mean? But, um... While he's flying, there's, like, voiceovers of Jor-El talking to him. It's like he's teaching him while he's, like, flying. They're, like, kind of running it concurrently. Yeah. I don't know if you, like, noticed that. Yeah. He's, like, talking and teaching him stuff about his powers and what's the sun going to do. Like, what, how the sun gives him his powers. Basically, everything he needs to know. He's filling them in. Getting them up to speed. Up to speed. It's yeah. kind of cool he gets to teach his son, even though he's dead. He still gets to impart his wisdom. Yeah. On his son after yeah. he's gone. Which was kind of his plan, because he put it in his pod. Like, hey, listen to this one day. You know, you know, like that was kind of his plan. Yeah, because he put that little drive in the pod. Yeah, and um, then we have Lois that's kind of like, oh yeah, doing some research. She's basically following the trail Clark has left behind. Yeah, because she's she talks to the the fishing guys on yep. the boat. She talks to the waitress from that like truck stop. She talks she finds to, the she, kid that he saved from the bus who Pete, now like works at IHOP. He's like the manager of an IHOP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's like following his trail and the really the people he saved. Yeah. The fishermen, the the waitress, and Pete. Um but then finally she gets to the Kent household. Where yep. Martha and the dog greet her. Um yep. and shortly after that, she's standing in front of a grave and we find out it's Jonathan Kent's grave. And this is kind of the first time we find out that he is deceased. No longer with us, right? Uh, because she's standing in front of Jonathan Kent's grave, but Clark lands like right behind her. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, I, you've been digging around for me. Yeah, I need you to stop. Basically, he doesn't. She's like, I want to write about you, and he's like, what if I don't want to be like, I don't want to yeah. be written about. Yeah, because she's like, the world should know your story, and he's like, well, what if I don't want the world to know? Mm-hmm. Um, because like the world will. My dad always told me that the world would basically shun me. They'd be afraid of you. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So it kind of goes back to that original talk we talked about with mm-hmm. Jonathan and whatnot. But well, then we have this flashback. We do this flashback right in front of the grave, which is kind of perfect timing. Yeah. We get this flashback of Clark and Clark, who's now, this is now, we've seen him as like a little boy, kind of middle, like, kind of like growing up. And now, now he's played by Henry Cavill, like, but still younger. Yeah. His hair is kind of like shaggy, but Imagine he's like having a, a fight with. Like late teens. Right. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but he's having this fight with Jonathan Kent in the truck with, and Martha's in the back with the dog. The first dog, this is not the same dog they have now, I didn't think. It's like a different dog. Different dog, yeah. Yeah, a different dog. Um, this dog's a little troublemaker, though. God. <laughs> Did you, I, I didn't know if you, what you thought about that scene with the dog. Like, would you have, like, I don't know. It's such a tricky thing. Because he went back, but the, like, he got, I don't know. It's, su- it's such a bad, like, it's such a bad I just don't understand lock, why like, they wouldn't be, like, yeah, Clark, you do it. You're freaking all powerful. Like, why? Like, I know, I know. For the plot of the movie, he it had to happen that way. But I just wish there was some something that like Clark, like there was something stopping him that he couldn't. But it was really to keep Martha back. Was really right. in the whole like, you know what right. I mean? Like, well, apparently. So basically, they're in traffic, and then this yeah, they're in this fight, starts. and right after the fight, he's like, "Dad, I'm." He's trying to say like, "I'm sorry," but he's like, "Wait, hold on." And then there's, like, this giant twister. Kansas, I mean, obviously. Yeah. It, it happens. All these people are running away from the traffic. God, yeah, they're, like, it. in the high... They just basically are stuck <sighs> in the middle of a highway. God, it would suck to, A, be on the highway where you can't turn around, and, B, be on the highway where you're in a traffic jam because you can't, like, drive anywhere. Right. And you're... St- and then a tornado comes. Like, that's just a bad... Just a twister of bad luck. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> it was quite the twist. That was... We should probably stop. I don't. I don't. I don't love this. Um, 
but he, J- Jonathan is like almost like what I don't know. He's almost like what Superman is. Like he goes back into the, he gets Martha and Clark to like walk run away. Yeah, then he, he basically back tells everybody in, to go get under the underpass. But he starts getting people out of their cars. Like yeah. he's kind of the embodiment of like so what Superman is to me in well, this scene kind of because a, he's saving people as well. Right when well, he could have just went under the underpass too and been fine. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why Superman is who he is, is because he had these parents that had these values that they passed on to him. Um, you know, they were just great. Like, I mean, Jonathan, Jonathan's just a good guy, clearly, because he goes yeah. back, he starts saving people, he's getting out of their cars, he's like, carrying a baby, like yeah. he's like. But basically, they're all taking refuge under the underpass. You know what I mean? Like under the bridge, mm-hmm. which I mean, I guess is a. At least you're close to that, I guess. So actually, the National Weather Service association or whatever Mm -hmm. had like big issues with this movie because for years they've been trying to tell people like there's been this myth that like go under an underpass (laughs) and there's a tornado and you're good and they've trying to been like let people know that's not accurate and they did it in this movie and they're like you can't do that like (laughs) no people are gonna start believing that yeah they're gonna believe it um but he's going back and saving people and then the dog is like the Kent family dog is yeah, like stuck in the, still car. in the car. So Clark tries to go to get it, the dog, but Jonathan's like, just go with your mother. Yeah. Keep her like away. And he goes and tries to get the dog, but the dog is like, nah. The dog's scared. The dog is scared. Dog's he, doesn't, scared. he doesn't want to get out of the truck. I actually felt this scene just because I was like, that's pretty accurate. Like, I am like. The dog wouldn't just be like, all right, yeah, let's go. Yeah, you know no, I mean? the dog would be like, dude, there's a tornado out there. You know what I mean? Like, um, so it seemed pretty accurate. And. The, the he, he's trying to like reach for the dog because the dog's on the driver's side of the car mm-hmm. but the passenger door the car another car that's in the twister falls on their car and squishes his like ankle in the door so he can't get his ankle is now like stuck yeah it was like in, in the between door. the door and the seat yeah so now his door his ankle is like stuck but he's like can reach far enough past the dog to open the door of so the, the driver's side get out. he opens the door the dog gets out and runs straight towards like Clark, yeah. I guess, yeah. under the underpass. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go, National Weather Service. You can hide under the underpass. <laughs> Confirmed by Man of Steel. Yeah. Um. But you know, he, he he does let the door, and finally the the car like lifts up so he can get his ankle out. But now he's getting out of the car, but he's like his ankle's like sliding beside him. It's bit he broke his ankle, right? Yeah, or his foot or something. He can't yeah. like walk on it sprained it so he's kind of like dragging his foot along and you're like oh my god the tornado's right behind him he's dragging his foot this is such a mess if Clark would have been like I don't know it would have revealed his identity that he's a superman but he could have gone like and saved him well that's like the whole thing is he was about to and his dad was just like no don't don't do it I know this scene this scene gets me but he's about to like because he's like yelling like dad dad you know in that in that fight he said you're not my dad yeah but he's yelling, Dad, Dad, and he finally is, like, going to save him. And, yeah, Jonathan kind of holds up his hand. Like, no. So it's like, it's okay, son. Like, just let me go. And the hold of the hand, the minute he does that, the the tornado kind of just, like, passes over him. And then he's gone. And that's it. Yeah. Man, what do you think of this scene? It's kind of a big one. It I is a like big it. scene. It's cool. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. It is. It's, it is pretty powerful. I think that the, the hand up is kind of a cool little, like, symbolism. Yeah. Like, don't, like... 
But but now ever since then, Clark saved every single person he possibly can. Yeah, because he couldn't because he didn't save his dad, I guess. But his dad told him not to, so it's kind of like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but we do lose Jonathan Kent, and we've now figured out why. Um, from that scene, the old Kansas twister got him too soon. <laughs> but you know, it sucks. Um, but it's kind of a perfect point because of that. We're at the grave, so it's kind of a perfect like right. time for that flashback to happen. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Did you? Let me ask you this: Did you not like how the flashbacks are like keep like interrupting the movie, or did you think it was okay? I didn't mind it. I think I think they happen in like perfect points. Well, and, and you need good. them to understand this story. I was gonna say. I mean, they help like expand. Like it just gives you a bunch of background knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I some people didn't like how they like kept cutting in the movie because like I just want to see the movie, but. But that's a part of the that's, movie. That's, it explains right. his story. That right. I don't understand. Um, I'm going to drop a nugget. I think it's been a while. Have you been on a little drought? A nugget drought? It's been on a while since you've dropped one. Oh. All right. I, I just dropped one about the National Weather Service. I didn't oh. announce it as a nugget. Yeah, but... you're right. That was one. All right. Um, we're going to do this one. So, this movie was released in June of 2013. Oh! What is this one of yours? I think so. Oh no! It's so sorry. Good. I'm getting back at you though because you did this to me. Recently. I know. I know. I know. Um, this movie was released in June 2013, the 75th anniversary of Superman. Yeah. Was that one of your nuggets? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I apologize. It is very cool. Great timing. Clearly planned out, but very cool. Clearly. Zack Snyder was like, "Yeah, you know what? June 2013, the 75th anniversary of Superman. That's 75. So if, if 2013 was the 75th, we've got to be nearing the. We're on the 85th." It'll be 85th in like three months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when the Flash movie comes out in June. Oh. There's no Superman in that movie, but you know, <laughs> Superman references, it's kind of Man of Steel, <clears throat> so that's kind of cool. Um, June 2013 was the 75th anniversary of Superman, that's when the movie came out, so that was super cool. Hmm. Nugget, which you had, obviously. I apologize. It's okay. Nugget robbery. I will say like that highway uh, since we're talking about... Oh my gosh. Because you're on a highway? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. No, go so ahead. You're talking about like uh, <clears throat> Flash coming out in June. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't notice any, but when I was like kind of reading about the movie, apparently there's different like business stuff, like different things alluding to Lex Luthor in this movie. Okay, and I, that's that's like a kind of a nugget I had to like, talk about because when it when Bruce, it happens, Bruce Wayne as well. I didn't know the Bruce Wayne one. There was yeah, what I read was there was a couple things I don't recall. Oh, um, but it just said there were things alluding to other people in the DC universe. Although there's nobody else from DC in this movie, like any big characters, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So there is two references, and I was going to bring them up when they happen, so I will again. There's two references of Lex Luthor. Mm -hmm. I know one was like a truck. Both are a truck, actually. Uh, like a LexCorp truck <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and the other one is later is like a, almost like a cement truck of LexCorp as well. That gotcha. Zod throws at Superman like the final fight. Huh, okay. So it is like, there's a lot of Lex Luthor references um, who finally appears in the next film. If we ever do it, if you ever see it. That may be Superman, the villain's Lex Luthor. So, okay. There you go. Um, so they're kind of, Zack Snyder kind of was, pitched, was referencing that we would see Lex Luthor eventually. You kind of have to in a Superman movie. If you don't, if it's not Zod or Lex Luthor, who is it? Like, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. Um, so I thought that was very cool. The Bruce Wayne one I didn't catch, but that, I don't want to drop this nugget. It's too soon. I'm right, going to wait. Drop it. I'm going to wait. Yeah, wait. I'm going to wait. Um, do I have another one of yours? I think you do. <laughs> you, 
you look down like I. All right, first one to drop it is the rotten egg. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have it as well. Yeah. All right. Dang. But we can wait. All right, we're gonna wait to drop. Maybe we'll drop it together. How about that? Okay. The cinnamon bros will drop a nugget concurrently. Um. But we have a quick scene where Lois tells Perry she's dropping the story. Yeah. And this is where he tells her. I tried. I like mentioned earlier, but he's punishing her like two weeks no pay. Is your penance is what he says, right? I think that was then. Because I think that's when she was gone for two weeks. I don't know. Maybe it's here. But I know that this is when basically she's like, yeah, my leads ran cold. And he's oh, like. Oh, you're right. You're right. And he's like, okay, okay, I know your leads didn't run cold. You found something. And he's like, I think you're doing the right thing, though. Because if the world found out that this guy like is real, like who knows what it would do. You're right. She was already on. Because on her two-week break, that's why I, that's what she was doing, like looking into Clark. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That, that already happened. My bad. Um, but yeah, in this scene, she tells him that, like, yeah, story didn't come of anything, because basically, at that, the graveyard scene, Clark, she decides to drop it, because of right. Clark just saying, like, hey, please, I don't, like, yeah, don't, don't tell my to. story, like, right. it'd be too much, so because of that, Lois respected that he just asked her, basically, stop, mm-hmm. and is respecting his, you know, wishes, and is not gonna do the story anymore, but Perry knows she found one, he's like, there's not, you're too good a reporter, I right. know, right. N- none went cold, but... Uh, the next thing we get is actually the LexCorp truck. So okay. we're back at the the Kent farm, and Clark's hitchhiking off a truck, and the truck says LexCorp on the side. And the it truck drives, that drops him off. Yeah, the, ah. the, the, he, the, he's driving a LexCorp truck, and it drives away. And Clark gets off the truck, and him and Martha kind of have the sweet moment where they reunite, and yeah. hug, and catch up. Um, but that's the first LexCorp reference. So there you go. Mm. I knew it was kind of like it's it's right here because <laughs> you were talking about. The references to other characters. Yeah. Or did read that. Um, My next note is NORAD. NORAD? NORAD's pick something up, like, orbiting Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, what? I thought this was a person. I was like, who is this? Who is NORAD? Are you watching the right movie? Um, in the next scene, though, in that exact scene, we meet General Swanwick. Yes. General Swanwick. Yes. Who I swear is like from an insurance <laughs> um, commercial. This guy is very, he's an interesting character. Um, but he's basically told that there is a ship. Where was it? Do you remember? Do you recall? It's just orbiting. It's just like they just found a ship on like a telescope, right? Yeah, well, basically, like, the radar picked it up. Okay. They also, have, they also have a picture of it, though, because shortly after that scene, um, so so basically now the military does know that there is a ship orbiting, and if you recall to the early or beginning of the movie, if you looked at it hard enough, you can tell this is Zod's ship. Like, you knew it was, right? Yeah. It's that ship they sent him like away. it like a squid. Yeah, it's the ship they sent Zod and his little crew away in. Um, this is the Phantom Zone ship. This is what they sent... Uh, Zod and his crew away on it, and it's now like close to Earth. Um, but on the news, like all the headlines are like UFO spotted. You know, um, did you find them? No, I was trying to see like what. I mean, I found them, but I was trying to see. Okay. What commercials he was in? I was talking a lot because Garrett was doing re- our Simmer Bros top secret research. <laughs> yeah. But on the news, shortly after that scene, we see the UFO spotted mm-hmm. and. Um, it's kind of all over the news. It's like breaking news. Yeah, and 
Martha's outside, like, she's got, like, a, a bowl of, like, fruit, and she's like, Clark, and he walks outside and basically uses his vision, and he, like, literally can see it. Yeah. He, like, zooms in. He basically has a telescope in his eye, because he, like, sees the ship in, like, perfect quality up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the power, like, goes out everywhere. Worldwide. World. Yeah. Just boom. Worldwide power outage. Out. And this is kind of that Terrifying. scene I was mentioning earlier with the TV, but Zod comes on the TV and, like, static You can't really see him. It's almost like... It's almost, it looks like he's in TV static. Yeah. You know, like when you plugged your VHS player in and it would kind of be like... And, you <laughs> you had the, in there. the you black I mean? and white, the yeah. ants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It basically looks like he's like talking through like TV static, but he tells the entire world uh, over and over again, you are not alone. Yeah. And I really love in this scene, we go to different countries like, and places it's in of different the world, languages. And it's, he's saying it in all these different languages. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. It's like shows you like China, shows you like all these different places, and it's him saying you are not alone. Yeah, in like that language. I do think like the one weird part was like he's with like these people that looks like they're like in the Himalayan mountains, like Sherpa looking people, and they're like (laughs) camping out, and then they just have this old box set, like and it's just like okay, what's that plugged into? Because clearly, like I I don't know, know. a generator. I don't know. It was just a little. Like, I think they could have done without that one. I agree okay. it was cool because it shows the scale. I thought scale. it was cool to show, like, it's world, It's not just, like, Smallville. Metropolis or Smallville. Right. It is literally, like, worldwide. Right. You it see, shows the scale of And it. I liked saw, seeing all the different languages that he was, like, saying it in. I thought, yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Couldn't have without the Sherpa one, though. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it was just, like, okay, a little bit of a stretch. I guess, Because, yeah. like, realistically, they, they could have just shown, like, Australia no... or something. Like, right. You could have just shown somewhere else. Because they showed China, Mexico, like, all these other ones. You know what I mean? So, um... And then, like, the minute he says it for the last time, well, he says in this message as well, after you were not alone, I am looking for Kal-El. Yeah, he basically says, there, like, you guys have one of our race, and he's been hiding amongst you. If you turn him over, like, we'll spare your planet. Basically, we'll leave peacefully. Yeah, you've got 24 hours. And the military's watching this, and they're like, all right, we got to find him. Yeah. And then the they blogger... Obviously don't want, they obviously don't want anybody, you know... Right, I mean, they have, like, you know, it's a, a security interest at that point. Right. So the blogger goes on TV, and he's like, uh, Lewis Lane gave me this story to leak about this guy. She yeah. Know, she knows who he is. I just want to quickly mention, before that, after the message is over, the power, like, just suddenly turns back on. Yeah. Kind of scares the, uh, Martha, but it all turns on all at once. And it's kind of cool. I almost wish there was a shot of, like, the Earth, and you see, like, all the power go on pretty cool and then it goes all the power's back on that would have been kind of cool that would have been pretty cool Uh, but yeah the next scene that 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 guy that she talked about uh, where she leaked the story online to is on the news like you Mm -hmm. said and he's basically like yeah Lois Lane with the Daily Planet she knows everything talk to her and then boom when you know it she's on the phone the FBI starts she's on the phone with Perry and boom the FBI rolls up yeah she's like I gotta go and she starts to like roll out but as she's trying to like run away they get her. They get her. I mean, why? Yeah. The FBI, you don't think they're not going to get you? Right. <laughs> like, you brought your phone with you, didn't you? They're totally tracking you. I was about to say, yeah. As you're listening to this podcast, the FBI knows you're listening to Summer Bros right now. Yeah. They got you. Yeah. They got your ping. The FBI is also listening to this podcast right What's up, now. Guys? Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, they're a fan, too. That's what I was alluding to. Oh, okay. Everybody in the FBI is a fan of Cinema Bros. Cinema Bros fans. Um, but. Yeah, don't you have an investigation, guys, to be working on? <laughs> I we should call it the FBI on our podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but Lois been taken out of the FBI. You know, power went out. Zod circling Earth. I think this is a good part to go on our first break. Are you cool with that? I'm cool with that. All right, so we're gonna go on our first break, and uh, we'll be right back. Hello. 
Hello and welcome back to Cinema Bros. We are back from our first break. Yes, we are. And what are we doing on our? Uh, what are we doing, Jerry? Are we doing anything, or are we just going back in the movie? Oh, we're just going to go back into the movie. Oh, okay, cool. Nine, nine, nah. You guys know it's poll time. Yeah, come on. You know what time it is. Our season listeners. Our season listeners know it is poll time. Yeah. Um. So if you're not a season listener, just a reminder: on our off weeks, we do not record an episode. A poll goes up on our Instagram, which is at Cinema Bros Podcast on Instagram. Please yep. give us a follow. Give us a send us a message. Let us know what's up. Yep. And uh, the poll goes up. We'd love you guys to to participate. To participate. Yeah, yeah we'd love to see you guys what you, your thoughts are. Yeah. You can hear ours yeah, for like two hours. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes longer. Sometimes longer. Yep. So, but this is a way for you guys to interact with us. Um, yeah, absolutely, and we yeah. love it. Abs- yes, we do. It's so really cool. Please go vote anytime a poll goes up. We really appreciate all the uh, all the love on the polls because they've gotten it was really just like a little idea and now it's like like a thing that we like have to do because yeah. people like I like the polls. So we love the polls. So yeah, they're super cool. And obviously, they're always fit perfectly with the movie. So let's get into it, man. If you're like, man, I don't vote on the poll. It's not too late, you know. There's always going to be another one. There's always going to be another one. Turn yeah. on post notifications and story notifications, and you always get notified when yeah. the Simmer Bros posts a post story update, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. That you way, you'll be never notified. miss out, and you won't have this terrible feeling of regret that you're having right now. Yeah, I know you're probably like, dang. Yeah, man, a steal too. Yeah, you um, can redeem yourself. It's not too late, guys. You can. Superman believes in redemption, second yes. chances. Yeah. I so like do it. we. <laughs> <laughs> Here at Cinema Bros. I like it. Um, and rem- a reminder that is at Cinema Bros Podcast on Instagram. Yes. So the poll this week for poll time is who is your favorite Superman? So who's your favorite Superman? So there's been a lot of Supermans, but who's your favorite? The, I, only, I can only think of two. The answer choices are Henry Cavill, okay. who we have in this film. Fitting. We have Brandon Ruth, who played Superman in Superman Returns. Okay. Uh, we have Christopher Reeve, who of course was Superman in 1978, and he was Superman, Superman 2, Superman 3, Superman 4, Quest for Peace. Christopher Reeve? Yeah. You, you like I, I know who Christopher Reeve is. Okay, you yeah. looked at me confused, and I was like, hey, Christopher Reeve, you know that I just like, didn't realize he did like so many. He was in four. Yeah. So I've watched the first one. Not none of the rest. I watched the first one, thought it was pretty good. Hmm. For seventy eight it was pretty good. Okay. You know? Yeah. And finally we have Tyler Hecklin. Um so all actors who've played Superman, and if you don't know, Tyler Hecklin has been with Superman on Superman Lois, the T V show. Um if you're like, Oh, that sounds good. Uh, it's kind of an underrated show. Go check it out. Uh it's on HBO Max. So go give it a go give it a watch. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Um, have you? No. Okay. Well, it's a really cool show. Can't um, say that I have. Sorry. It's all good. Um, but let's let's go over the results of the poll. Always from lowest to highest. I'm going to make a guess that Christopher Reeves and Henry Cavill are the top two. Do you know who's going to be first, or you not you don't know? I'm going to say Henry's going to be. Yo. Okay. First. You think Henry's going to be first? The recency's going to because like win part it? of me part of me would want to say Christopher Reeves. But because like he's the original, you know what I mean. He's Superman, yeah. But I feel like Henry Cavill plays like a more again, just like a more realistic Superman. Yeah, not like a dun dun dun. No booty shorts, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but the problem is, I like the dun dun dun. I like that. Like, okay, yeah, and I mean, I like that. Their own. I like that. You know. Um, I also like this though. So our very bottom last place is Brandon Ruth. 
uh, all love the Brandon Ruth man. He's my underrated Superman. I had a hard time with this poll, voting like myself. Really? I did because you wanted to pick them all. I wanted to pick all of them because I love all of them. They all bring something different to the role. I think Christopher Reeve looked the most like comic book Superman because he was tall. I actually was thinking about how Henry Cavill looks like similar because he's got like he he just has a, a Superman look to his face. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, but Christopher Reeve was just like so tall, and they were all about something different to the role. But to me. Uh, like Superman Returns is a very underrated film 2008 I think it was like it was kind of under the radar um, but I think Brandon Ruth did such a good job in that movie um, and to me he brought like a perfect like like you know in the com- like Superman's supposed to be kind of like I don't know like Clark should be kind of like nerdy and Superman should kind of be like how's it going folks I'm here to save the day you know what I mean that kind of thing Yeah. and he captured that perfectly like he always, like, tapped his glasses as Clark can, like, because he's, like, Clark is supposed to be, like, kind of, like, we didn't see enough of that, I think, for Henry Cavill, as for his Clark. His Superman is perfect. Yeah. We didn't see enough of his Clark to be, like, oh, he's got the glasses on, and he's kind of, mm-hmm. like, nerdy, you know what I mean? Because that's part of the thing to hide, like, right. this guy won't be Superman. Right. Look at him. Yeah. Even though he's, look like, his, hey, look at this dweeb. <laughs> that's the only thing about Christopher Reeves' Superman. He put on those tiny glasses, but he was also, like, a, he was so, like, built. Hmm. And people were, like... Yeah, he doesn't look like Superman. And he's like eight feet tall. And you're like, yeah, that's this little nerd? No. This nerd's just super into fitness. <laughs> yeah, so that's the only thing. But so Brandon Ruth does my underrated Superman. And I had a, such a hard time with this poll. Um, but, anyways, if you haven't seen Superman Returns, please go check it out. Like, it's it's really good. Like, people like hate on that movie. But it was honestly like, I think the, 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 the turn for like, we can make like Superman movies look cool because he like catches a plane in that movie. Like I think Man of Steel took a lot of inspiration from that movie. In my mm. eyes, I don't know if it did or not. You know, you can ask Zack Snyder. But <laughs> second place to the bottom, though second to second to how would you say that? Second to last. Second to last. Thank you. Is Tyler Hecklin at thirteen percent? So I don't know if I said Brandon Ruth was seven percent. Tyler Hecklin got thirteen, which is interesting. Um, that a TV Superman got higher than a movie Superman. Is that the Superman from Smallville? Who? Tyler Hecklin? No, Superman Lost. Remember oh, okay. the TV show? I was talking about it earlier. And I was like, hey, have you seen that? And you were like, no. Oh, yeah. I literally was just talking about it. I have a terrible memory. <laughs> no, I I almost put... Um... Oh, God. That guy? I got it. I got it. Hold on. I don't got it. <laughs> God, what was his What's his name? In Smallville, that was, that was like... Was that 2000s or 90s? 2000s. That... Okay, did you yeah. watch Smallville? No. Okay. I don't know, you were like, I don't know, if it was 90s, I was like, maybe you watched it, but... No. Okay. That was, I guess it was really early 2000s, but I cannot remember his name for the life of me. Um, but I almost put him on the poll as well. Yeah, I'd he, say it was like he six, kinda played, seven, eight. He played Superman as well. Oh, okay. Um, Somewhere around then. Man, what's his name? Anyways, so Tyler Hepkin got 13%, a TV Superman got higher than a movie Superman. That was very interesting. Hmm. Um, but like I said, the show's quite good, so... How long was the show on? The show's still running. How long has it been running? Three seasons right okay. now. We're in the third season. The third season's currently airing. So. Yeah, and that could be why it's more popular because, like, it's current, whereas I guess, the yeah. other dude was from... That's true. That could yeah. be that could be a part of so it. So he's more relevant? <coughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. So that's 13%. In second place, we have Christopher Reeve. Knew it. At 27%. Knew it. Um... R.I.P. as well. So we have 27. Christopher Reeve, yeah. absolute legend. Rest in peace. Tragic. It is tragic, what yeah. What happened to him? I was actually thinking about that when we were talking about him. 
just like you know got all this going for you you're tall you have this like great body you're superman you know yeah. yeah you have like the fortune the fame oh man your health and then yeah yeah i mean this like i i watched superman returns recently with brendan ruth and at the very end of the movie after the credits um it says um this film is dedicated with love or something like that to christopher and i can't remember his wife's name his his uh christopher Reeve's wife um, died of cancer as well. Oh, Short, shortly after him. Gosh. Shortly after him, I believe. Um, I believe it was after, though, not before. I believe it was after him. She died of cancer. So they dedicated the Superman Returns to them. So wow. That that's kind of was all my mind recently. Uh, yeah, I know. It's that's just tragic. Yeah, it makes it worse. You it know? really is. Um, and maybe that might be part of it. Why Brendan Ruth doesn't get a lot of the talk because he was kind of playing Christopher Reeve. Superman, like that was supposed to be like the fifth movie, I guess. Mm. That's why it was called Superman Returns, like he's back. Gotcha. But it was a different actress. Maybe people were like, "That's not him." Like I'm not watching. But yeah. it's actually like pretty good movie. But um, huh. and finally in first place is Henry Cavill at fifty three percent. More than half of our voters. Yeah, fifty three. Yeah. I only was fifty two. Dang. Fifty two huh? is a big number in DC. Uh, 52 Earths that's like the big the multiverse is 52 Earths that's kind of a big number in DC it always pops up only is 52 interesting uh, but Henry Cavill you heard it here first is the Cinema Bros viewers and fans have voted does and their favorite Superman their favorite Superman is Henry Cavill at yeah. 53 I thought that was kind of a cool poll for sure get in what your guys favorite Superman is so that's good we're doing Man of Steel because this is Henry Cavill's movie so yeah it's yeah. <laughs> good we're doing this one I guess um, but again Thank you all for voting on the poll. We really, really appreciate the polls, and it's really fun for us. Mm -hmm. We really do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going on the... Okay, I found out his name. Smallville was Tom Welling. That's his name. Ah. Tom Welling was Clark Kent. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I knew I had his name, but I almost put him on the poll, too. He's probably the only Superman that wasn't on the poll. On the poll? Like, I think that's every Superman. Yeah. If, unless I'm missing one, but I'm pretty sure... <coughs> No, I feel like there's been way more Batmans. There's been way more Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Batman. Batman? Batmans? Batman. Batman. Oh. <laughs> there has been a lot more. Um, also, in 2025, James Gunn is releasing S Superman... Uh, I forget the name of the movie. But he's releasing a new Superman movie in 2025. New actor. So, oh. we'll get another one. <laughs> Here coming up. Add him to the list. To the, he, you know, because he's restarting DC, we're getting a new Superman. Okay. So he's releasing that movie. He's writing it right now, so fingers crossed. Maybe we'll cover it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I know James Gunn's more of a fan of the, like, hope Superman, less of, like, Superman. Like, I don't think his Superman would ever, like, kill anybody. Like, he's more of, like, I think he's more for modernizing, like, what Christopher Reeve Superman was. Okay. Like, I think that's what he's more, that's what you more see Superman as. Um... So, yeah, we'll add another one to the list. You were just talking about there's not enough Superman. Well, there you go. Yep. There's, there's one more. One more. Yep. We don't know who it is yet, but it's coming. So, let's get back to the movie. Uh, poll time was a success, success as always. Actually, no. We're going back into poll time. We didn't get your response, Garrett, or mine. Go. Favorite Superman. I I, I think I did answer. I said I, uh, Henry. Oh. Henry yeah. Cavill's your favorite, really? I mean, it's either, but for me, it's either between him or... Uh, 
Christopher Reeves. Reeves. And although, like, don't get me wrong, I think he's great, and he probably will always be, like, the Superman. Absolutely. Because um, I think the most people probably know him. Right. Um, But just, again, like... I don't know. I thought this was a good movie. I thought Henry did a good job. and I'm so happy. Literally, like, you hadn't seen this movie, and now no. he's your favorite Superman. That's really cool. Yeah. Because this is the first time you'd seen him as Superman. So in one yes. movie, you decided, like, yeah, he's awesome. Well, and I guess that's <clears throat> really because, like, I don't know if I've ever seen, like, the other ones. I just know that that's who plays Superman. You know what I mean? Oh, so, you haven't seen those? I don't think so. So that's probably why hmm. it is, is because it's, like, he, my, like reference to superman is kind of like a blank canvas if that makes sense wow there you go yeah all right henry cavill got in on the base level then because you had nothing to like yeah yeah compare him to right so you're just kind of like man he's really good <laughs> yeah like yeah this guy works yeah i think i think henry looks like superman gotcha you know what i mean like i feel like if you look at a comic book and look at him he looks very not with the beard no, not with the beard. But like when he's clean shaven and like his hair is kind of like gelled. Yeah. yeah. All he's missing is a little curl, which Christopher Reeve had. Yeah. He had a little curl. <laughs> but, um. So, yeah. There I feel go. like I have seen the original Superman now that you mentioned that. I, I just had, had like a memory. Because I feel like I Probably remember watching it with my dad. It. Yeah. It was, like I remember my dad explaining to me how Clark Kent combs his hair one way. And Superman's hair was combed another way. <laughs> yeah. It was just like little thing. You probably definitely watched it as a kid. I mean, it came out in 1978, so... Yeah, I'm you pretty sure we watched You it. obviously weren't around then, but you probably saw it as a kid. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure my dad was like, like, you should watch this. It's a good movie. You can watch this movie. Yeah. Sit down, Garrett. <laughs> we have a movie to watch. Young Grasshopper. It's Superman. 1978. Well, and Lex Luthor's developed in that one. Okay. Um, there's that like iconic scene of him and Lois like flying. They like fly through the night sky. It's kind of yeah. Cool. It's kind of like cool. holding her beside him. They're holding hands as they fly. Oh okay. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So there you go. Hmm. But I personally would probably say same as you, Henry Cavill. Yeah. I think followed by Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Christopher Reeve and Brandon Ruth are actually tied for me. Hot take. <laughs> really? Yeah, hot take. I know he only had one movie, but Brandon Ruth did a really great job for me. So I would say they're they are tied. I always have a hot take on the poll. Let's see this Brandon Ruth guy. I always got something that I'm like ah, hot take um, on the poll. But what are you looking at? I just wanted to look this Brandon Ruth guy up. Oh yeah, I can see him. He actually looks like Christopher Reeves a little bit. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they were going for. You know. It's like the nose and like chin. He's also pretty line. tall. I guess Clark Kent kind of has like the like a specific chin because Henry C- Cable has it too. Um, yeah, like the cleft chin. Uh huh. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's kind of what they were going for when they casted Ben Reed for Superman Returns. Like we got to get somebody who kind of looks like Christopher Reeve. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's what they kind of had to be. They kind of had to be like looking at like we gotta get someone who kind of looks like him. Hmm. But there we go. That was poll time. Thanks to all those who participated. Thanks to all who participated. You heard it here first. Henry Cavill, the favorite Superman yeah. here in Cinema Bros. We agree as well. We do. He does a really great job. Um, and this movie stands behind that. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's jump. You want to jump back in? Yeah. Let's jump back in. So so basically, like, Zod just threatened Earth for Clark. 
or uh, Cal-El. Mm-hmm. Um, Lois Lane gets taken into custody by the FBI. And, and this is when Clark kind of reveals himself to the government in his Superman suit. And it's basically like surrendering to them. I have one scene before we get to there. Okay. And this is that Clark goes to church. He goes to a church. Yeah, okay, he does. And he basically talks there. To the priest. To the priest there. And because he basically is like, I don't know what to do. Basically, he tells him I'm, I'm who they're looking for. Yeah. And, I and don't, he's like, I don't think I can trust Zod. But, like, I don't know if I can trust Earth either. And this, he gives great advice. He basically just says, like, you have to take a leap of faith. The trust part comes later. Yeah. And the minute he says that, Clark's like, all right, and he walks away. Like, that's all I needed. Yeah. Kind of a cool little scene. Yeah. I mean, he grew up in Kansas. He goes to church, probably, so he yeah, goes back to... Small town America. Excuse me. Um, But yes, and this is the first time I wrote this in my notes. This is the first time I wrote it down. Superman. Superman. Reveals himself to the military. Yeah. Which he's not Superman yet, but he is in the suit, and you can kind of see him. And this is the first time he's clean-shaven. Mm-hmm. Hello? That's what you mentioned? This is when he looks like, hey, there he is. Yeah. Like, when he comes down from the sky and is, like, slowly, like, floating, you're like, ah, Superman. There yeah. he is, you know? That's kind of where it cements. Um... But he surrenders to the military for Lois's freedom. He says, I know you have her. Mm-hmm. Let her go, and you can have me. Yeah, and he's like, what makes you think we have her? And he's like, don't play games with me. Come on, General. I can see straight through all yeah. them buildings, you know. Um, buildings? Buildings. Buildings. <laughs> um, but I just think it's really funny they handcuffed Superman. I thought it was... I, like, really got a kick out of that. Did you start laughing? He was, like, walking down the hall with his handcuffs and on. And they're, they're really... I don't know. They just look really small yeah. on him. Yeah. The, the handcuffs just look really small. Like, they're to the last notch they got. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Super tight. Um, but they handcuff Superman. And I love when they're in this scene where... They're in the scene where he's in the interrogation room. And mm-hmm. him and Lois are kind of talking. And he explains, basically, I'm an alien. I come from Krypton. He's basically telling all this stuff. And he knows on the other side of that glass. But they think he doesn't know. Right. And then he literally starts talking to them through the glass... Yeah. And he's like, I'm Doctor... And he's like, Dr. Hamilton. I'm Ian I can Hamilton. see your name. I can see your name tag. Through, along with... In your right breast pocket. Yeah. Along with a half-eaten uh, thing of... A roll of lifesavers. Like, he's yeah. like, got it down. Like, showing them my power. But... I love when he stands up. And he just, like, pulls his hand. And up. the handcuffs go, kink! And they yeah. just kind of pull. And he walks towards... And everybody stands back except for General Swanwick. Which is kind of interesting. Hmm. Everybody, like, backs up like, whoa! He just did that. Yeah. Except for General Swanwick, who doesn't move. That's why he's general. <clears throat> that's why he's general, yeah. And there's something that's revealed about General Swamick later, um, not in this movie, in Zack Snyder's little universe. Um, and all I'm going to say is if you know, you know. This scene makes a lot more sense after you find out. I'll just say that. Um, but he stands up, handcuffs on Clink. You're like, whoa. Everybody's like, you know, stands back. And he... Uh, that's kind of where that scene ends, but they kind of go back outside because Zod arrives, or his ships yeah, do. Yeah, because he's like, all right, like, I'm ready to surrender now, like, yep. you can give me over. And uh, Zod does not come off of the ship, though Fiora does. Yes. Freaking Fiora. <laughs> and she says that uh, Zod wants Lois as well. I'd be a little, be like, oh, what, Zod can't come down here himself? I'd be, yeah, I'd kind of say the same thing, like, was he too scared to show his face? Yeah, like. Come on, man, get down here. Yeah. Because first he's high, he hides in the static of the TV. Right. And now he's 
sending Fiora instead yeah. of him. Mm. Especially you think, is he there? You know, like, right? Um, but yeah, they want Lois as well, and Lois agrees to go, even though they're like, you know, you agreed to, you you were gonna take Superman, not one of our own. Right, right, right. But she's like, nah, that's fine. Yeah. Lois, Lois got Lois has some big cojones. Like she, yeah, she really does. <laughs> she is she's like, yeah, it's cool. I'll go. I'll go with these aliens. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I guess she's with she's with Clark, so she trusts him enough. That's probably what she's thinking. Like, I'm with him. Like, it's all good. <clears throat> um, but the ship, like, I love how when they get on the ship, it just like blasts off all the hats. Like, it yeah. kind of just shoots right up. Like, it goes directly straight up. Yeah, gone. I, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of it kind of it was just kind of cool um, how it just like blasts off and shows like its power. On the ship, they give Lois this breather, and when Fiora turns her back, Clark gives Lois the codex or the little uh, thumb drive. Oh, that's how she got a hold of it. Okay, their 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 hands are kind of right beside each other, and he like slips her the the thumb drive that obviously has his dad's like consciousness on it. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't drop that. <laughs> Hey, don't don't lose don't lose that. It's kind of my dad. Yeah, you're gonna want to keep that yeah. somewhere safe. Uh, so he he hands that to her, and they're now like they're now the ship goes up to the mothership out, which is basically like yeah, Earth, like it's out, outside it's, of orbit, outside of orbit. Thank yeah. you. I was like outside of Earth's atmosphere. Um, but Zod is waiting. We finally get to Superman and Zod finally get to meet. Yes, the suit is so good. Like every scene I see it, I'm like, dang. <laughs> that looks good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm just like, whoa, dang, cool suit, cool Superman suit. Because uh, it's just it's just really perfect. Like there's some superhero suits where you're like, that doesn't look right. I agree. Uh, we know, Garrett. <laughs> and then there's some where you're like, whoa, like that's a good super super like Hero. suit. Yeah, that's a good super suit. Yeah, like, wow, super that suit. looks good. Um, and this is just one where I'm like, yeah, that looks amazing. Like I can, you can, you know, immediately. When you see a suit, if you like it, uh, like yeah, yeah, you don't have to. Uh, I don't know, like you know. Yeah, you do know. You're like, ah, there it is. That looks cool. Um, um, Clark starts rejecting the ship's atmospheric conditions. Yeah, and right before he like starts getting on the ground, like Zod kind of tells him the story of like I was banished. We turned the ship's phantom like projector into a hyperdrive to get us out of there. I said hyperdrive Star Wars. Uh, I thought he, so. He said he turned it into something. Yeah. So I thought that like Clark kind of like blacks out from the conditions, and that's when he has it's it's kind of like a dream, but it's oh, also kind of like does Zod he tell him is, that while he's in the dream? I thought it was before that. I thought it was while he's in the dream because he basically is explaining everything and you're he's right. showing it to him. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because yeah. Okay. And I'm sorry. You, you go back to what you were talking about. How Clark like is rejecting the because that's kind of where we were supposed to be. I took yeah, us off no, track. I mean, that's that's what happens is like he rejects it and then he because he's been like, on Earth for thirty three years, so now he's like feeling like he's adapted to Earth's conditions, not Krypton's. And the ship has like Krypton's Krypton, yeah, conditions. So he's also that means he loses his power as well. Yeah, because he doesn't have the sun. Yes, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so. Zod is just like telling him. He's kind him. of in his head. It's weird. Yeah. He's like there, but he's not. Yeah. But also, yeah. So he talks to him and tells him the story. You know, we were stuck in the Phantom Zone, which is like this black hole. Yeah, this is where actually he says the Phantom Zone. Okay. He mentions it. And he says, We turned the ships, like, we turned the thing that was keeping us there into our escape. Like, yeah. 
what, what do they call it? Something hyperdrive. It's like the way. Rescue? I don't know. Because later the the pod has it. That's how they, <clears throat> that's how they get them to like. Because Clark's pod has it. And that's how they get them to like implode on each other. Remember right. later? I don't forget what they call it. Um, maybe I have it in my Super notes. Superdrive. Oh, and he basically tells Clark that the destruction of Krypton is what freed them. Yes. That's what that's what allowed them to get out of the Phantom Zone. And they've so been spending the last, like, 33 years, which tells us that Superman's 33 years old. Yep. Um, Checks out. Like, basically hitting all the scouting stations and they were, like, collecting yeah. weapons, getting parts from other ships to and upgrade all, their stuff. And all of these, like, little stations that Krypton had that they went to, they all the people were dead on it because without Krypton there was, there right. was no, like... I don't know. They couldn't, like, leave, I guess. Yeah. And on one of those stations, I found a world engine. Yes. Which basically is a machine that terraforms planets. Yes. Not good. <laughs> which means changing its environment. Yes. Like, it Terraforming is basically, like, blasting the planet until it turns into, like, what you would want it to be. Yeah. It basically makes your planet a clean slate. Like, if you put it on a planet, it basically makes it to what you want it to be. The atmosphere, the the ground, right? The the the, the, the surface. Conditions. Yeah, it basically makes it like mirror. <coughs> so there's there's no more krypton. So basically, they're gonna take a planet and make it a krypton. Basically, with this Earth engine, with this Earth world engine, world engine. Yeah. Damn it. Um, <laughs> um. But he also says that it's all kind of Clark's fault because he triggered a distress beacon. When he found plugged, that ship. when he pl- when he found that ship and plugged that thing into it, mm-hmm. so basically, they, Zod, they, he told Zod where he was on right. Earth because he found that ship. Right. So Zod's I been looking for him. Actually, for, had a feeling that was going to happen. You thought that's what it was because basically Zod didn't know where he was. He knew he was out here, but he didn't yeah. know where. In the grand, I mean, how would you know? In the grand vast of space, would you know where he was? Like it would take you forever to find him. But then, boom! This beacon pops up, and he knows that. Oh, must be Clark. Gotta be him. Or must be Kal El. Yeah. So, it is kind of Clark's fault that Zod's there. It's also the stupid council on Krypton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Zod basically reveals in this scene that he wants to tr- terraform Earth into Krypton. Yeah. So pretty much like yeah. get rid of humans. Krypton time. Yeah. And he needs the Codex as well. Because in order the Codex to do so. had all genetic of the codes. codes yeah. For the people. Yeah. Because we saw when Jor-El stole it in the beginning of the movie, it was, like, with all, like, the babies and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so it kind of has the genetic codes. Like, the blueprint, yeah. It's basically what they need to restart Krypton is mm-hmm. this codex. Yep. And he's like, where is it? I need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we're going to terraform Earth. And Clark asks, like, what, what what does that mean for everybody on Earth? And he shows him in this, like, dream world. Because they're kind of, like, in Kansas. But it's, like, in his head. Yeah, it's kind of, like, at the farm. But it's, like... And then it turns, like, red... And he's uh, all of a sudden like standing, Clark standing in all these skulls. And it's like... He starts sinking. Sinking into the skulls. Yeah, he starts sinking into the skulls because he's showing him this what's going to happen to the, pe- the people. Yeah. The skulls, basically. <laughs> They're all going to die. Yeah. Well, at first it almost seemed like the skulls were rising. Like, yeah. like you know, like, like water filling up a tub or something. Mm-hmm. But then Zod... Stayed on top of them, so it it was almost like he was sinking. They were into pulling him. him almost, yeah, like he was getting pulled down under. Um, and in this scene, he also admits that he killed Jor-El. He says, "Did it hurt me? Yes, but I would do it again." Yeah, I mean, basically, is what he says. Yeah, he's like, "I killed your father, but 
I didn't want to, but I did what I had to do because, again, his whole thing is preserving Krypton. Yeah. And Jor-El was sitting in the way that. And he said I would do it again. Yeah. Don't think for a second I wouldn't because I would. So, General Zod is an evil man. Yeah. So, can I ask while we're talking about Zod? We might branch off here a little bit, so stick with us. What your issue with Zod is. I just didn't like his acting. Really? Yeah. Okay, what, what, like, specifically? Was there anything specific that turned you off from his acting, or...? Just the way it was, like, his dialogue? I don't know. Just the way that, like... Well, if you think about it, he's kind of like an old alien man, so he's not going to talk like we do. You know what I mean? He's going to be like, what's up, bro? Like, how's it going? Well, no. Obviously not. (laughs) He's going to talk kind of medieval. Right, right. It just... I don't know. The delivery of it all just... Like, like again, you know when you can watch something and you can tell someone's acting? Oh, really? Like, that's the vibe Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I just didn't think it was that great. Interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. I just wanted to know. I yeah. was just curious. That's just, yeah. All right. Because earlier, we, I was, like, talking about him, and you are like, hmm. Because I was, like, I was talking to you before the podcast, and I was like, and he's coming back in Flash. Like, it's going to be so cool. Michael Shannon. You are like, hmm. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, you, not not so much. Um, I mean, and like I said, I think it's cool that they're keeping the same guy. And, you know, nothing against Michael Shannon. I don't know. I just, I wasn't feeling it. All right. Wasn't yeah. feeling it. It's all good. At yeah. least you were feeling Henry Cavill because that's what you need to feel. It's yeah. Superman. Yeah. That's the, it's Man of Steel. I mean, that's what you, you, that's what you need to feel more than anything else. Yeah. So I'm glad you felt his performance at least. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the next scene, Superman's, we get out of this like dreamscape. After he, like, tells him his plan. Yeah, and he's he, like... He does the not bad... He does the one bad guy rule you shouldn't do is tell the superhero your whole plan. But he tells him his plan, and the next... Yeah, pretty much. The next scene, Superman is strapped down to this... Table. Table. Yeah. And this guy's, like, taking his blood. But he can't get off the table because he's, like, restrained because he said you're as weak as a human. It's like creepy, creepy doctor. He's like, here, you're as weak as a human. Yeah. Because he doesn't have his powers because he doesn't, he doesn't have the Earth's sun. So, so is that what it is? Is that he needs... I thought the sun is just what helped him, like, grow his powers. I didn't realize, like, without the sun... I think it's literally because, A, he's on Earth's atmosphere, but our atmosphere also includes, like, our sun. That's fair. Hmm. He just needs to be on Earth to have his power. Hmm. I just thought it would but be, But also, like... it has to be the sun, because he can fly, like, out of Earth, too. He's done that before in Superman, Superman movies. He's, like, fly, flown, like... Um, like in orbit almost and the sun it has to be the sun because he's been off of earth and been able to fly hmm. so it's not as much earth as it is the sun it's literally the sun Interesting. it's our sun because that's what Joel kind of said to me in movies says it's all the sun's your cells are going to soak up that sun's radiation the sun's young you know it's mm-hmm. it's going to do something to you it's, I think it's the sun and okay. he's in this ship that doesn't have the sun yeah I have to that's what I took it as okay that's what I believe it is <clears throat> excuse me um, but Lois is put in this like closet almost. She's basically put in the janitor's closet, and in there, yeah. there's a plug-in for the drive. Yeah. All right. Just <laughs> <laughs> a little weird. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, you'd think that'd be like in the command deck. It wouldn't be like right, right. there, like in this little room. Right, and like a cell. Yeah, like maybe it's like the toilet. I don't know. And you need that in there. I don't know. <laughs> But she, she 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 like realizes it, yeah, and puts it in, and boom, Jor-El pops up, and he's like, "Hey, what's up? <laughs> How's it going?" Because like we said, this this little thumb drive that Clark gave to her in scene previous um, is what has Jor-El on it. Yes. So he pops up, 
and they kind of meet. Jor-El and Lois Lane meet, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And he said he's going to help them get out of the ship. And I love this scene where Joel's guiding her through the ship. It's super freaking cool. Yeah, because he's he like, just like appears and he's just like pointing. Yeah, and like this way. All these guards run toward her at one part because she gets because he basically lets her out of this like cell. Yeah, he can just he's he's connected to the ship at this point. Right. He opens the door, and these all these guards are running towards her, and then he shuts the door so they can't get out. And then there's this person running towards her, and he like shuts it off, but the gun like slides. He's like, pick up the gun, and she picks it up. Yeah. And he's like, left, and she shoots, and boom. He's like, right, he shoots, boom. It's kind of cool. And then he's like, all right, right in front of you, and she shoots, and they're gone. Like, it's like really cool, and almost is like, because Jor-El was clearly like a warrior, mm-hmm. so he would like know what to do. Mm-hmm. And he also couldn't see them coming, because he's actually the ship. I was going to say, and he's like a part of the ship now. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That he's just like, left. And she shoots and it hits somebody. Yeah. I don't know. That's pretty cool. I thought it was kind of a cool scene. Um, but he's, yeah, so he's guiding her through the ship and they get to this one like little control area where he says, you know, it's like an escape pod for Lois to get out. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. he says, I'm turning the ships into Earth's atmosphere. So I guess you're right. It is like the Earth's atmosphere then. I, I don't know if it's specifically because he Earth's turns the, he turns the ships like biometrics into Earth and that's how Superman's able to break out of the ah uh, see I just took it as like it's not necessarily Earth it's just more of the atmosphere of Krypton and he's just, but yeah because even but, though there was no Kryptonite in this movie I assume oh, that yeah. Kryptonite comes from Krypton and therefore that's why it's his yes. weakness because since he didn't grow up there he's not adjusted to anything krypton related dude gary's kind of like a little nerd spree absolutely that's what it does yeah, yeah. that's the whole point it, it, krypton's like a, a crystal that's just on the planet but it hurts him because it's from krypton yeah 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 absolutely yeah and he's not like that's gonna hurt him because he's it's like I a was, part okay. of okay that like makes the, sense it's like was, a part of the planet i was wondering how he regained his strength that was, was just like he was just like he just put his mind to it and was like, I'm going to break free. No. And he did. So Jor-El tells Lois, I want to turn the ship's biometrics from Krypton's to Earth's. Okay. And when the minute that happens, Superman's able to break out of the thing because he's now, like... He's strong. He's now strong because yeah. he's got Earth's, like, mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, he, dra- he breaks out of these uh, restraints and Lois is, like, in the pod and he's like, okay. And then he's like, move your head to the left. And she's like, what? And all and of a sudden, like Feora's like, fist comes through Jor-El because he's like, he's not really there. Right. And it punches, and she moves, and it punches right beside her. I thought that part was pretty cool. Yeah. Because he, once again, saw her coming. But he was like, move her to the left. And she's like, wait, what? And she moves, luckily, and it punches right beside her. But the problem is, you almost would rather it hit your face because it would hurt, but it hurt. she punched the pod, which damages the pod. I thought it was when she shot it. But her fist kind of went through the wall, and then she, like, started shooting it again. That's true. That's true. But, yeah, Lois launches the pod, but as she, like, starts to, like, leave, Theora shoots the ship multiple times, or the pod. Yeah. So now the pod's damaged, which you probably don't want an escape pod to be damaged. Because <laughs> now right. she's falling towards Earth with with a damaged pod. Like, you can't re-enter Earth in a pod that's, like, got holes in it. It's not going to work. No. Because <laughs> it burns through, our atmosphere burns through all that. Which starts to happen to her. Which does start to happen to her. Yes. Um... Before we get to that, um, Superman is, he finds his dad, because he's like running through the ship, you know, he escaped, he punched that doctor or whatever, and he's running through the ship and his dad finds him again, and he's like, 
punch that wall. And he punches it, and boom, it's like space. He's like, so now you can get out. Yeah. He basically knew it was like a weakness of the ship. Hmm. And he basically tells him, he says, Lois is in that pod, like, you gotta go save her. Yep. And he says, you can save all of them. He says, you can save her, you can save all of them. Clearly talking about just the people of Earth. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think Russell Crowe, I I like him. Like, I don't know. He played Jor-El well, because he always, like, imparted, like, I don't know, these, like, lines that carried so much, like, weight and wisdom to him. You know what I mean? He played that role very well. He did. I think he did a really good job. Yeah. Um... But yeah, he's like, you can save all of them. And then Clark does this really freaking cool thing where he jumps out of the ship where the hole is and then just kind of, like, floats. Yeah. It's kind of cool. He, like, jumps out. He's, like, free-floating. He, like, jumps out. With his arms out. And he, like, has his arms out. And then he, like, turns and is, like, ready to freaking go to freaking work. Yeah. He, like, jumps out backwards. So he's, like, still looking at his dad. I don't know. It's kind of cool. It was cool. And then he turns around and flies to save Lois. See, he's in space, but he's flying. Right. So it makes me think part of it's the sun because he's flying right now. There's no atmosphere in space. He's not He's not, He's not. not tuned into Earth's atmosphere in space. Well, there's no gravity in space. And I think that's the thing. On Krypton, no one could fly because the gravity was so... Yeah, I guess. Like, hard? <coughs> sure, different. Yeah, there was, was just more gravity. There was more of a pool. Maybe. Like, less than Earth's is? Yeah. Because every planet's got its own, like... Because they make a mention... They, they mention something about, like, the gravity... It's different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he flies to go save Lois. Because like you said, she's burning through the atmosphere right now. And yes. this damaged pod, which is going to... Like tumbling towards Earth. It is like hurling. Hurtling is a good word. Yeah. Through Earth. Um, but they arrive and the pod like crashes, but he like... He gets her out. He gets her out of the pod and then the pod crashes. And then crashes. like turns and shields her. And then turns and shields her from like the explosion. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. You can literally be a shield because nothing's going to like affect him. Right. He, he'll he just like shield you from the blast. Yeah, he's like, all good. Yeah. You know. You're safe with me. Um. And they kind of have a moment and then he realizes that something's wrong with they, his mom. They do have a little moment and then he hears... That Feyora's there at the Kent farm. With Zod. With Zod. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Zod's there too. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hell no. Because they know? basically found where Clark was at, and they were like, where's the shuttle that he came in? Because they're looking for the codex yeah. still. And he thinks it's like in the shuttle or the yeah. pod that he was sent in. Which, which Feyora in... discovers that it's it's not there. Well, it's like in the basement of the barn, and she just like flies up, she like jumps. Goes through the jump. roof. Yeah, it is more of like a giant leap. Falls through the entire barn into the basement, like really quick. Yeah. She like looks, not nah, jumps right back out. Yeah. Um, it's like it's not there. <clears throat> but Feor like throws Martha before she does that jump, and I think that was like it. Like Clark, you know, as he's speeding, was like, "You just threw my mom." Like yeah. he's like probably getting pissed. You know what I mean? Um, she throws her, and. Zod, in his anger that the Codex isn't in the pod, throws a truck through their house. I was like, that's unnecessary. Yeah. He picks up their little truck and, like, literally hurls it into the house. Flings it. The yeah. poor little Kent house. Cute little farmhouse, too. It was, yeah. It's got a little barn. And then I feel like he's actually, like, walking up to... Kill her? Yeah. Kill Martha? Or, like, hurt her... Well, he starts yelling at Martha, like, where is it, where is it? Like, he starts yeah. yelling, like, going crazy, and then all of a sudden, um, 
Superman just goes boof, and he just like grabs him like he's flying towards him. Yeah, and grabs him, and you barely even see him like grab him. He's he like just tack- he like basically like he basically does like him. tackle him while flying. And as they're sliding along Dude, the ground, right, he's just like how punching. cool was this part of him like t- throwing him through like eight different stuff? Yeah, he like drags him through a f- like a cornfield while punching him midair. Yeah, because yeah. like he said, he tackled him. He throws him to like this like power plant or like silo or something. It's like this giant like concrete like mm-hmm. silo is what it looks like. Yeah, and he like throws him through that. It like blows up, and then he throws him through a Seven Eleven, <laughs> and that just blows up as well. Yeah, so now we're in downtown Smallville. He basically he basically punched him all the way to Smallville. We're in town. We're in town. Yeah, the little little town. Kind yeah, I made a note about like this is when we really get to see like Superman's power. I like this fight quite a bit. Yeah, this whole like sequence we get in downtown Smallville. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what did you think of him like just tackling him and punching him through like the field? And I thought that was sweet. Yeah, I mean, it just like really the shows, visuals like, just look really good. His like rage. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and his love for Martha. I think, right. honestly, like for 2013, I told you just before that we started, but the visuals are really good in this movie. Yeah. Like there wasn't a time where I was like, ooh, that looks, CGI looks horrible. Right. Or the visual effects don't look good. Yeah. Um, And then like just hitting through the silo and then just like throwing him into the 7-Eleven, which blows up because mm-hmm. it's a gas station. <laughs> and um, they cause so much property damage in this movie. I was thinking like, about that. I was like, the man, beginning. the damage they... Well, damage. Talk about Metropolis later. Yeah. Ooh. Is that the name of the city? That's the name of the city. Okay. Oh, my God. It's toast at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, Basically, just, like, move and start it in town. <laughs> don't even try it. Yeah. Just give up. Um, but after the 7-Eleven, like, blows up, Zod's mask is ripped. And he starts to, like... Because he had, like, this breather on, so he could breathe, like, almost like he's breathing just... Krypton air. Right. Versus Earth's. But the mask rips. And Feor's wearing one. Everybody's wearing one. And it rips. And now he starts to hear everything. He's just like getting that sensory what overload. What happened to Clark as a boy? Yes. What you were just about to say. Yes. I was just saying the sensory overload. Yeah. It's, yeah. But that's literally like the perfect way to describe it because that starts to happen to him. But he doesn't have. He obviously isn't like attuned to it. Right. Which Clark is now. Yeah. And Clark's like, yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. So that feel the, the overload. Because he. he Understands what's happening to uh, he's kind of like holding his head. Yeah, his his eyes are also going in and out of like X ray because he's trying to look. He's looking at his hand and it's like his bones and then it's like back. Yeah, like we said, it's everything flickering, sensory overload. Um, and because now he's feeling Earth's atmosphere, he's feeling that effect mm-hmm. that the atmosphere has on him. Um, but. Like, soon after while this is happening, Zod's ship comes back, and they take him away. They take him away, but Feora and this tall dude... We don't even get his name. He's just this giant, like, tank. Yeah. We never get to see his face, because he stays in his suit the whole time. He's big, though. With his mask. He is. He's so, a- Feora and him are here to, like, stop Superman, while Zod's, like, recovering. Yes. From his little whammy. He got whammied. Yes. Um. But, yeah, the, the downtown Smallville is about to get... Yeah, because basically we have like a good 20 minute, 10, like it's a, I don't know how long it is, but it's the three of them and of course like the military's there Um, trying to help. They made a mess. They're not doing anything. So they bring these fighters in, like the Air Force does, and they start shooting at all of them, like Superman as well, because there are three targets locked in. Yeah. And they start shooting at them. Because they're still not sure about it. They're firing like missiles, gun, like they're just lighting them up, but obviously nothing happens to them. No. There's it's a shot funny because like that the whole... shoots Superman in the head. And I think I saw that. that. And it was yeah. like he just kind of like 
it just kind of moved his head, but it didn't do anything. Like, yeah. It literally, he got shot in the head and nothing happened. Well, like, it's just funny because, like, they're fighting, but the whole time, like, they're getting, like, quote-unquote riddled with bullets, but they're just, like, bouncing off of them. Like, it's like they're, <laughs> yeah. like, fighting in, like, a rainstorm or something. Basically. But the rain is bullets. The rain is just bullets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. That's a perfect way to describe it. Um... They destroy one of the military planes. Like, if you were, like, uh, the big guy, like, jumps in and grabs mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark tackles Feora through the IHOP, though. <laughs> he, yeah, like, she's kind of, like, putting a whooping on dude, Clark in that IHOP. she kind of is. It's kind of yeah. surprising. She's kind of messing him up. Telling him that he Pete has is watching, by the way. morality. And the morality is his weakness. That the Kryptonians have evolved without morality. And yeah, he shouldn't like basically. Yeah, um, it is a really cool fight though because they're like throwing each other around, like and like you said, Fair was kind of messing them up a little bit. Yeah, and Pete is watching the manager of IHOP. Yes, the old bully. Yeah, he's like watching this fight going down. He has yeah. to know that's Clark, right? Huh? He has to know that's Clark, right? I would think so, right? Like, would he? I don't know. Well, I think he'd be able to make the connection. Not only, like, do they look alike, not only no, does no, that no. look like Clark that lives <laughs> yeah. in town, but, like, yeah. Clark also saved me, like, pulled a bus out of a river when we were kids. So. And we're also both, like, 33 years old right now, so. Yeah. Kind of check out. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think you would have to know, but the the fight's very good. Um, really cool little fight. It's in an IHOP, which is kind of a funny place to have, like, a really serious <laughs> yeah. fight. Um. There's, like, people sitting at their booth just like, oh! Yeah. In this fight, there's a lot of, like, tackling and, like, um, but they're, like, Fayor's trying to, like, lecture him while this fight's happening. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting thing. Um, Can we also talk about, like, every time? I love when they, like, do punches so hard that, like, a sonic boom is, like, like, I love that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, when they hit so hard that, like, a little boom, like, happens. It's or like, like later with the, the two people are like running towards each other and then they collide. Or yeah, that yeah. yeah, it's like they're so powerful they start to create like sonic booms. Um, and I just want to mention again that the visuals are just the visuals are on point in this scene as well. The visuals are like yeah, they're on point. Yeah. Um, Oh, he gets tackled in, like, the street, super, uh, like, right after the IHOP fight, and the big guy's back, and they're both, like, holding him down, and finally, I was like, he finally uses the heat vision, I was like, that's one of your best powers, you gotta use that, man. Yeah. Um, but they're holding him down, and he uses it, and it cuts both of their, like, he, like, slices their faces with his heat vision, because they're, like, holding him down, and he's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Lights them up. Um. But there's, like, a, what does what does Fiora do to the helicopter? Because he, like, catches a soldier. The helicopter's going down. That has that general you mentioned earlier, Hardy. They, they throw... Well, I think uh, the tall dude throws a van, and it, like, hits the rear rotor of the helicopter. Yeah, you're right. <coughs> like a news van or something. And it brings a helicopter down. Hardy is in that helicopter, by the way, that general from earlier. Colonel. That we mentioned. Colonel, Colonel. Hardy yeah. is in there, and um, a soldier falls out, and Superman, like, quickly, like, grabs him. Which I thought was kind of a cool little thing. Like, the, the soldier's falling. Oh, the and guy right, falls, yeah. Right before he hits the ground, Superman's like, whoosh. And yeah, like, and he's whoosh. like, are you okay? I don't know. That's a very Superman moment to me. It is. That's kind of how I see Superman. Stuff like that. It is. Yeah, because he's, like, going out of his way to save this guy. Even though it's during a fight. You know right. what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. Like you just said, he's going out of his way. Yeah. Which is Superman to me. Like, um, and the army is just, like, continuing to shoot at them. Like, come on. You would just think that after you've been like shooting at this person with the fifty cal for like <laughs> ten minutes and nothing's happening, yeah, right. That you'd be like, all right, 
This isn't working. Well, but in, in the next scene, they even go farther, and they get boots on the ground, and there's these guys trying to shoot them, shoot her. And right. Fayor absolutely messes these guys up. Like she's She, like, st- stockpiles them. She like, puts them in a pile. Yeah. She, where she does this thing up. where she's able to just, like... She's, like, whooshes around. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Pretty much. It's almost like they're frozen. Fayor's a pretty good fighter. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Very talented. Um, In the fighting department. <laughs> um... Oh, and while Fairworth's fighting these guys, Superman is wrestling that, like, giant, that other guy, the big guy, and he throws him into a freaking train yard. Yes. And it blows up, and you're like, all right, he's, he's, that guy's done. Yeah. Think that he's defeated. And back into the freaking street, uh, the, a train is thrown at Superman. A train throw, is thrown at Superman, and it crashes him. It, like, hits him. And then, like, it flies into a Macy's. Or a Sears. Isn't it a Sears? I think it's a Sears. I'm not sure. Some sort of department store. Pretty sure I saw a Sears sign. Um, But yeah, they're flown through there. And... The military actually, like, does something because they hit Feora dead on with a missile. And it, like, actually knocks her out. Yeah. And that's when Zod shows back up and And picks her up. Yeah, gets them and they roll out. Yeah, that's kind of the end of the fight there. Um, the army rolls into the mate in the Sears though, and Superman steps out again. Another shot of the the, the boots, and then the cape kind of goes in front of the boots. I do remember this one. This yeah. one is very because you're like, is he is he alive? And then boom, he like comes out. You know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. But, and this is when Colonel Hardy like acknowledges that he's not an enemy. Uh, I really like this part because they're yeah. all like. All the guys like decide not to shoot him, and they all like stand aside so he can like walk to the to the colonel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This man is not our enemy." Yeah, yeah, I kind of like this part. Um, and then Zod's. Um, oh, Lo- Lois Lane's basically like, I think I know how to stop him. Yeah, she shows, she shows up at the uh, the the Kent household where Martha is trying to like salvage whatever she can. Yes, and he's like, "I'm sorry, Ma." And he's like, "She's like, they're just things. It's just things, yeah. Things can be replaced." Yes, and she all she has in her hand is like a photo book. Yeah, and one of the photos she's looking at was um Clark and uh, Jonathan at uh, like a science fair. I thought that was kind of a yeah. Thing. And he's got like the volcano. Yeah, the, yeah. Everybody made one when they were a kid. Yeah, the volcano. <clears throat> um, but yes, Lois has a plan. And she thinks she knows how to stop. And that's all... Um, Jor-El kind of gave her the idea, right? Like the plan? Yeah, I think so. Because the cop car picked Lois up. We failed to mention that. But when she got out of... When Superman saved her and she was by the pod. Uh, cop car was driving by. And she was like waving her hands. Like, hey, pick me up. But anyways. Hmm. But then Zod's... Um discovers that the codex is actually in Clark's DNA. It's like in his cells, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. So and then he's like, and yeah. we don't need him alive in order to harvest the codex? The doctor guy's like, no. He's like, I bet. <laughs> Get the world engine. Yeah, release the world engine. So that's kind of where... I kind of forgot about this part when I watched this movie for the podcast, because I haven't seen this movie in a while, mm-hmm. is that that's where the codex went. I kind of forgot about that. Because you're almost like, where did it go? Right. But he, like, Jor-El, like, lasered it, like we said, like, into Clark. Yes. So the Codex, the the history of Krypton, all the, what'd you call it earlier? The DNA or the, all the, like, what's the Codex? What's it have? Oh, just, like, their genetic? That code, that's what yeah. you said. It's got all of that, and it's all in, like, in his cells. But the, he, they don't need him alive to, like, get it. Yeah. 
Because they can extract it from him if he's dead. I mean, it's right. just like DNA. Right. It's like when you ID like a dead person in a murder scene. Like yeah. you can get their DNA. Like, yeah. It's, so. <clears throat> so the world engine has been released. It lands. They said outside somewhere in, like in the, the Indian, Indian Ocean. Ocean. Right. And. Then Zod's ship lands. The mothership, yeah. Yeah, like, in, like right over Metropolis. Downtown, maybe. Yeah. It's like right up in downtown. It's like floating right above, like just like in the middle of the city. Right, so, because basically what's going on is they're like on opposite ends of the planet. Yes. So that like, when they start pulsing this laser beam through, it like connects. Yeah, it's going to like hit in the middle of the planet. Yeah. yeah. And basically... Zod has linked his ship with the with the world engine, so they yep. do the same thing. Yep. So now basically he has two world engines because they're doing the same thing. Right. Because now he's turned one world engine to sync with his ship, which is also doing the same thing. How he did that, I don't know. I mean, I guess we don't need it explained, but well, because he yeah. like linked them, so they do the like. I thought only the world engine could do that, but now his ship's doing it. I don't know. That's something I was a little confused about. It's like he just linked the two, so they both, like, shot into the earth, like you said. I was just thinking that that's kind of how it worked. Like, you had to have two. You had to have, like, the mothership to control it? Well, it's like two, the two pieces come together to make this one thing. And, like, that's how it works, is by having this beam go through the middle of the planet. Hmm. Yeah, that could be it. I, I just know. didn't quite know. Because I, 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 I don't yeah. think they explained it, did they? No, they never really did. Okay. But that is what's going on. I mean... But they're 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 beginning to terraform, and basically, I think the terraforming looks super cool. I mean, I know that sounds bad, but like it looks, the visuals of it is cool. It basically like hits the ground, and then everything like rises, like the gravity's like on like almost like the moon. Yeah, it slams it all back down to like to like bash it down. Yeah, and I feel like every time explain that like yeah no I mean it 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 basically like. It pulses, and then in between pulses, like, everything kind of comes up. There's, like, no gravity. Yeah, and it's, like... And then it pulses again, and it, like, slams it back down. It makes, like, a really cool noise, too. Yeah. And I feel like every time it does that, like, the it is expanding. The ground is getting, like, more... Less earthy, more krypton. Because like, it almost looks like it's, like, dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, turning, like, green, like, earth to, like... It's almost looking... The ground is, like... Just dead. Like dark. Kind of, yeah. It's like gray and Which I guess you need a base. He says we need... Zod said something like we need a clean slate. Yeah. So like it's almost like the entire Earth would have been like gray for it to like restart. Yeah. Because they would have had to build... If his plan worked, they would have had to like build stuff. It wouldn't just appear. Right. They'd have had to have rebuilt it. Right. But he's needed like a clean planet to... Can you imagine that? I think all of Earth is just... Yeah, just wipe out Earth and then we can just start It also would have wiped off the oceans. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. Because clearly they would need some sort of water to grow their little people in, like they did on... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But it was like in the Indian Ocean, it was like tearing up the water too. Yeah. Wasn't it? Because I feel like when it was terraforming, there was a part where all the raindrop, well, all the water like came up and then went down. Yeah. Maybe they were, maybe he was playing... I just think like... it's anything that's around, like that thing, is just going to float. Because again, mm-hmm. it's like altering the gravitational field. Do you think the terraforming looked cool? I thought it looked kind of cool. Yeah. Like the visuals of it. Was yeah, pretty it was, sweet. yeah. Just how everything went up. Like, especially later in Machops when the cars go up and then it all goes like, and the yeah, cars and like, like squish. Yeah, and there's like pieces of building floating. That's too. pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought it looked kind of sweet. Um, oh, there's a part in Metropolis that I wanted to mention because I thought it was terrifying. It's like, it's 
horrifying, actually. And it's, um, like, from... it's almost, The camera, once again, is like you are a person in downtown Metropolis because you're, like, running with other people. And that camera, like, looks back and you can, like, see how, like, high up it is. Yeah. It's just really scary because, like, in the distance, the camera, like, shows you from the ground level. Almost like you're a person. Like, uh, it's from the person's point of view of, like... The, what, the terraforming. It's like like you're right in front of it. It's kind of scary. Yeah. And then like you like look. It's almost like the camera like looking around. <clears throat> it's almost like a video game. The camera like looks around. There's like cops like, hey, this way, this way. Like, come on, get out. Yeah. And then that building starts do? falling. What do you do? Is the question. Get out of there. But can you like you can't escape it? That's the thing. That's the only. Well, that's still one thing. It's like I feel like as soon as an alien spaceship sets shop up above your town, like <laughs> it's time to roll. Like don't wait to see what's gonna happen because like, it's ooh. probably not yeah. gonna be good. Get in your car and, like, yeah. roll out. Yeah. The problem is, if his plan would have worked, there would have been nowhere for you to roll. Eventually, you would have just... Yeah, you really would have just prolonged the inevitable, but... Prolonging is all you need, though, for Superman to do That's what job. I was saying. <laughs> Think about all the people that were, like, sticking around and watching, and then their building got crushed, or... It was pretty cool. It's pretty crazy what the terraforming did to, like, skyscrapers, too. Like, entire buildings just went, whirp, whirp, and they're gone. Like, yeah. just like that. <laughs> yeah. Whirp, whirp. Was that good? Yeah. Is that what it sounded like? That was an exact recreation of So, I was wearing headphones, and the terraforming was a little loud, though. Oh, I, I can imagine. I had to turn it down a little bit in my headphones, because, like, yikes. I can imagine. I was, I was like, watching. I had it, I was watching it on my TV, but I had, like, headphones, and so it was like, ugh, you know? Um, but... I just, yeah. th- I just thought the, the point of view of the people, I don't know if you noticed that, it was yeah. very scary. Like, if you were there, that's what it would have looked like. Again, what Zack Snyder did with the camera, like we said earlier, with Haraka. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that kind of thing again. Like, yeah. just him going the extra mile to make it, to make you feel it more. Like you're there. Like you're there. Yeah, it just kind of puts you in. It does, it puts you in the universe more. Yeah. Than, like, just, here's the camera showing you a wide angle of. Right. Very, just a, a very bland, still, 2D. Like, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um. But they go back to the military base where Lois basically quickly explains that the plan is to use Clark's pod mm-hmm. from the, um, oh, this is what it's called. I finally, I finally found what the, it was called. The this, pod is called? The pod has a phantom engine on it, ah. which they, they know Zod's ship also has a phantom engine because Jor-El told them that when, when he was connected to it. Gotcha. And her plan is to use the two phantom engines to collide. So basically they're going to drop the pod that Superman came in like it's a bomb on Zod's ship, which will make the two engines collide with each other, which will cause like a black hole. Well, it'll create like, yeah, like almost an opening to the Phantom Zone again. Yeah. But this time there's no ship. So imagine if you just got sent directly to the Phantom Zone, you'd just literally just be floating in a black hole. Hmm. But they gave Zod like a ship. Which, which allowed him to escape. Able to leave. But if you just like threw him up there, what's he gonna do? Like float right. around? Like he's done. Like hmm. so, that's kind of an interesting thing in itself. Um, that's basically the plan to collide it, and it'll create this like well, the scientist, what's his name, Doctor Hamilton, yeah. says it'll create a singularity. Is the word he uses a singularity? Sure, that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's basically another word for black hole. Okay, that's basically what. Um, oh. This is super cool. So, after the plane's like made, and they're like, "All right, break!" Like they get in the plane. Lois gets on the plane, which I thought was kind of interesting. But yeah, I guess because she had the key, the master key or whatever it is, the little thumb drive thing. Yeah. Um, but in this part where they're all like, "All right, break!" Superman like shoots up, but it like shows you as he's shooting up. There's like a cone. Did you notice that? 
Yeah. He's like breaking, I don't know, is he breaking like the sound barrier? I don't know what he's like. It's because he's leaving the atmosphere, I guess. But it's like every time he like shoots up, it makes like a boom and then it like it's a cone. Yeah. I felt like, like it was him cone. like hitting like another, yeah. Basically like breaking, breaking some sort of barrier. supersonic. Maybe it's just like leaving the atmosphere because there's like different ozone, like the layers. Maybe yeah. it's him like boosh. But it was just really cool. It was like cone. He would fly up a little bit more. Boom, cone. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, that's probably him piercing through like the stratosphere, the topos troposphere, <laughs> all of those. Yeah, yeah. whatever the spheres. Those on layer. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know. I kind of make note of that. Just the the, the cool like boosh it kind of made. Yeah, the boosh. Yeah. The boosh. I like my sound effects. I've <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, you probably know at this point. I'm a big make sound effects. Yeah, like during the Star Wars episode, that was bad. I listened to that. I was like, <laughs> I was like, lightsaber noises. I was like, and the ship goes like, Wee! like I was doing all that. So <laughs> it's all good. But so the it's kind of a really cool shot, very wide of the entire city, and you see Zod ship shooting like a laser down, mm-hmm. doing the world engine thing, mm-hmm. and then it's like the fleet. It's like a fleet of military planes are like flying towards the metropolis. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, there's like those. There's just like fighter planes, but there's also like the big, the main ship that has the pod on it. Right, with Lois the C seventeen or something. I think it he was. said something like that. Yeah, the planes got Colonel Hardy, the Doctor Hamilton. Lois and Lois on it, yeah, and some other guys, but they're all on that like big plane with the pod. Um, and Superman fl- flew off when we mentioned him flying off. He's going to the Indian Ocean to stop that world engine because if yes. you stop one, you can stop the other one because they need both. Like you said, they, you kind of need two to make it run, right? Which you might be right because they need both to shoot like both lasers into the middle of the earth. You know, like right. you said, right? So if he stops one, he can stop the other one. The world engine was like packing heat though, because it like had this like weird like tentacles to stop Superman. Yeah, it definitely had some sort of like defense system, basically, of its to own. stop people from like messing with it. Yeah, because you would think if you're terraforming a planet, people would be like, "Hey, stop!" <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, so um, well, it's kind of similar to the thing that was on the ship, like mm-hmm. when you know what I'm talking about that tried to originally fight Superman. When he found the ship. Oh, the thing the little robot had. Yeah. The little tentacle that, like, stabbed Lois. Yeah, it was that like that, thing. just, like, on a larger scale. It was that, but ginormous. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, So it tries to stop him, and the army is firing missiles at Zod's mothership in the Metropolis, but they're literally getting close, and then they, like, fly and blow, like, buildings up. up yeah. And, like, blow people... Like, it's like the military's, like, shooting missiles at people. That's what it looks it, like. And I feel like there's people watching, and although they don't say, like, they're shooting us, I feel like that's what they're thinking. Yeah, like, the but, military's like, blowing us up. One of the people in, like, the comms building is basically just, like, the gravitational field is ruining the projectile. Yeah, he says something like yeah. that. Like, the missiles are going haywire. Like, yeah. <laughs> something like that. You know? <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that, but... Um, where was I? Um, oh, Perry evacuates the Daily Planet. Like everything starts, to, the world engine turns on. He's like, "All right, we gotta get out of here." Yeah, he's like, "Time to go." Um, so Perry's with Jenny, I believe her name is, and Lombard. Lombard. <laughs> and those three are kind of like the little. Those three are kind of our like vision into what it was like. I kind of like how we see their point of view because it's like you're on the ground level. They're kind of our way to see like what's going on down there because they're yeah. down there. They're like on the surface as it's being terraformed. Yeah. Um, 
but they like nearly escape a building falling on them. They like run into this alley as a building's falling. It's terrifying. Well, because like, Jenny's the cop, like, looking the, up at that it. That police officer's like, hey. like this way, this way, and they start running that way, and then the building starts falling on them. Yeah, and they're like, all right, come and, on. And like Perry like has to run and grab her, Jenny, who's like yeah. looking up at it, like whoa, like pet, like paralyzed. She's like, basically like, frozen because yeah. the building's gonna fall on them. But um, Zod goes to the ship in the Arctic. He goes to the ship in the Arctic to to basically get it, ba- yeah, take it. to take it. Yeah. And while he's there, Jor-El tells him to stop. Yeah, and this is kind of where we've. This is the last time we see Jor-El, kind of, because Zod like erases him. Yeah, because Jor-El's like, my son is twice the man you ever were, and Zod's basically just like, yeah, I'm tired of having this conversation with a ghost, is what he says. Yeah, I'm tired of talking with a ghost, and then he tells the ship to like erase him, and it's kind of this like thing where he like literally like disintegrates, but yeah, it's like, like a electronic disintegration. Yeah, and that's that's Jor-El. That's probably a lot. That's actually it for Russell Crowe. Like, now he's gone. Yeah. <coughs> It's like dust in the wind. <laughs> dust in the wind. Dust in the wind. <laughs> That's the favorite part of the podcast. There you go, everybody. Yep. Garrett's rendition, Dust in the Wind. You know Sung what's funny? Garrett, what? The band is called Kansas. That is funny. Which is... Uh, Smallville, Kansas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, so, But Joel yeah. tells him in that scene before he's a race, he's like, you're... You're performing genocide. And he's like, well, whatever it takes. Yeah. Nah, I don't really care. Yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> Gotta save the Krypton. Kryptonians. Kryptonians, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we cut back to the, the Daily Planet crew where Jenny is, like, pinned under this, like, rubble. And it's terrifying because I hate being stuck places. And she's, like, stuck. Yeah. And Perry and Lombard are trying to, like... Wedge her out. Wedge her out. And they're all covered in, like, ash and... Yeah, it's very much, like, Ground Zero 9-11 vibes going on. Kinda. Yeah. Because it's on the surface as stuff's going on. It's, like, debris. Everybody's, like, covered in dust. <laughs> like, concrete dust, basically. Sure. Meanwhile, the world engine's kind of clapping Superman. Not gonna... <laughs> the world engine's kind of messing him up. But it, it basically... The little tentacle thing throws him into the beam, which, which like, pushes him down. Yeah. Which is ultimately, like, ends up where like being like where he needs to be it is and right there he like he like flies up through it obviously is like hurting him like a great deal because it's literally like a thing that's destroying a planet right but he's like flying through the beam of the world engine and he flies directly up and through through it he flies directly through the world engine and it splits yeah basically like destroying it that's literally where he needed to be you were right 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 through the engine um yeah, he lifts off, destroys it, and it's it, this scene really got me because it's just scary because they're just people. They're not Superman, you know, but the Daily Planet group, like, the terraforming is, like, it's coming towards them. It's really scary. Like you said, it, it, like, it, it keeps getting closer. It keeps getting closer and destroying, like, cars and stuff, and it's just them, all three of and them. they're, like, watching it. It is really scary because I literally wrote in this scene that they kind of accepted their fate. Because they yeah. kind of stopped trying to help her and just kind of were just like, all right, this is it. Like, like Perry and Jenny were, like, just making eye contact. Like, these are our last moments. As it's, like, coming towards them. Yeah. And Lombard was just, like, straight watch. He's just watching. Yeah. It ha- come towards them. Yeah. And, like I said, they're kind of accepted their fate. But, all of a sudden, it, like, goes... It really is. It's like... It's, like, a really good powering down noise. Yeah. And it honestly leaves them, like, almost, like, shocked. But also, like, 
relieved. Yeah, because they're, they're like, oh. They're kind of shocked because they're like, wait. We're not going to die. But it literally, this scene stresses me out, though, because it stopped, like, right before it hit them. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Got very close. <laughs> Sorry, my chair. And me coughing. <laughs> a lot of noises over here. It, like, hit, like, a car. It, like, crushed a car right in front of them, and literally, they were probably in the next pulse, don't you think? Like, they were probably, one more pulse, and they were probably gone. Or no, something. for sure. It was, like, right there, yeah. and then, because Superman d- destroyed... The other world engine, it obviously turned this one off. Just to further explain it in case you're like, what? what? How, why did it stop? Yeah. Because he destroyed the other world engine that was in the Indian Ocean, it stopped this one in Metropolis. Yeah. So basically, the Daily Planet crew has been saved. Um, and we kind of get a cool shot of the world engine falling and blowing up in the middle of the Indian Ocean. But where it blows up, you, you like you said earlier, you can kind of see where it has been like... Clear, yeah. Like, the it looks... It's very flat, and it did its job for like a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. It's weird because it's like the water like stops now. Like, somewhere in the middle of the Indian Ocean, there's like this giant like square of like no gray, yeah. and then it's like all the water's gone. Like it's it 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 is terraforming. Like it did do its job. Um, but back on the the big military ship, the pod won't accept the command key. Lois tries to put it in, and it's like yeah, it's like it's like making it's like electricity is coming out of it. Like won't take the command key because i guess because there's like a plug-in for it well i guess what zod my thought was like zod has made it now so like that key no longer works when he ultimately got but it does work though so that like doesn't really work yeah i don't then i don't know that was the only thing i could think of was like after zod made it well he just had dr hamilton figured it out you just had to turn the pod it just wasn't like it just wasn't like clicked yeah yeah i guess that's yeah it was like it had to be aligned yeah it had to be like aligned Basically, um, but <coughs> sorry, um, Zod is now flying the ship that was in the Arctic, the scouting ship. He has it, and yeah. he's about to blow up Lois and the army plane. But Superman flies directly into it, which stops him. Yeah, like tackles him again. Yeah, because he actually Zod fires on the ship. He's locked in, but like when the impact from Superman flying into the ship knocks him off target, it like misses. Yeah, yeah. they were almost goners like immediately. Yeah, close call. Close call. Um, Zod tells him if he destroys the ship, he destroys Krypton. And yes, Super- and Superman says Krypton had its chance and starts he. Visioning the entire Light, ship. Yeah, just lasers it he all. He's just like moving his head as it just like, wee, 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 and the whole ship just, there it is again. See, I can't the help sound it. Effect. I can't help it. Um, Our listeners feel like they're in that ship right they now. They do. They're like, yeah. whoa, I can hear it. They, just, they all just ducked. They did. They're like, whoa, the heat vision. Um, I kind of like that line, though. Krypton had its chance. Yeah. They well, were stupid. I mean, they did. Like, you know. Not, not my fault they didn't listen to my dad. You know what I mean? Like, they were stupid about it. Well, because, like, Zod also shows, because his whole thing was like, like, oh, so we're all just supposed to go through the painful process of adapting to Earth. But Zod shows that, like, it's a pretty quick process. Like, it wasn't that bad. It was painful for a little bit, but after you get over it, you're fine. And then you're even stronger. Yeah. Like, you're like, even what, better. What's like, the bad? Right. They'd be home to Superman? Like, I don't... Yeah. Tell them to use that for bad, though. I'm sure they would. Like, like Zod. Zod. Yeah. <laughs> Feora. Feora, definitely. Um... Yeah, Krypton has a chance. He blazers the ship. That ship's down and out for the count. Um, 
but it crashes through the Metropolis skyline. As the ship's, like, crashing, it, like, literally just destroys, like, eight buildings on its way down. Yeah. Because it's, like, koosh, doo, doo. It's just, like, <laughs> hitting all of yeah. these buildings as it's crashing down. And Dr. Hamilton figures out that the pod needs to be clicked. Yep. And then finally, as he, like, as he like switches the pod... The, the key goes in. It, like, accepts the key. Yes. The command key now, like, is accepted. It starts, like, glowing. But, of course, who comes in to ruin the party, like always, Feora? She comes flying in. Yeah. And, like, tries to stop what they're doing. Um, she kicks a guy off the plane, and he does a Wilhelm scream, like, from Star Wars. No. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, I just love that movies just do that scream. Like, a lot of movies just do that scream. Hmm. Uh, but he does the Wilhelm scream, and Fiora's just killing all these army guys. Yeah. The, uh, she didn't touch Lois or Dr. Hamilton. Strangely. Probably because there's not threats, or... I guess so, yeah. All the other dudes are trying to shoot her. They, like, have guns and stuff, so she's like, I'm gonna take these... She was probably gonna kill them after she took care of all the army guys first. Yeah. I guess. But that's when Colonel Hardy... Oh, man. Dude. So earlier, Feora was about to kill him, and she said something about like an honorable death is. Um, the line is a good death is his own reward. Gotcha. And while she's like mowing through all these guys, and we get she gets to Colonel Hardy and the thing, um, Hamilton's like crawling towards the machine. Yeah. Doctor Hamilton is because the key needs to be pushed, pushed down. Because like we saw earlier, you can put it in, but then it needs like one more like click. Yeah. Because um, Clark, Clark had that problem when he first found the uh, scout ship. Scout ship, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so he's like crawling towards it while this is happening, and finally, as he gets up to it, he like mashes it down. It arms the the pod, so the pod's now turned on. Mm-hmm. He like arms it, and in the cockpit, Colonel Hardy's like, he says, "A good death is its own reward," and freaking just like. Pushes the steering wheel down and flies the plane like (laughs) he flies the plane directly into the mother Zod's ship. Yeah, and like somehow Lois falls out of the back. Somehow is that what you said? Yeah, I can't remember how. Um, I think because she's like standing, she's already standing like on the ramp, and so I think maybe when he like when he like jerked it forward, she like flies fell backwards. Yeah, yeah, okay. I couldn't remember if it was that or like if Feyor like knocked her out, dude. I love how Hardy says you that line against her. Yeah, he's like, haha, does that sound familiar? Is his own reward, and he flies the ship directly into the mother ship. Um, and the minute he does that, it does create the the singularity, the black hole, yes. the, the portal to the phantom zone, and everything starts to get like slowly sucked into it. Yep. And it's like, we, we, is everything's like kind of <laughs> there. I go again. Everything's kind of getting sucked into we, it. We... <laughs> My question is, did do you think Hardy and Doctor Hamilton? Because they were the only two people left alive on the ship. Because as we said, Lois falls off. Yes. Luckily. Yes. Did Hamilton and Hardy die because the ship blew up, or did they go to the Phantom Zone? I imagine they died. Okay, you think they died when the ship, like, hit it? Yeah, I mean, I imagine that, like, even if they did go to the Phantom Zone, they died. What do you think happened to Fiera? Ph- Phantom Zone? Or did she die from the explosion? Phantom Zone. She probably didn't die from the explosion, because no. cool. she got blown by a missile and was right, fine. Right, right. She's like a Kryptonian. So she went to the Phantom Zone, then. Right. Okay. Um... But, yeah, so, good job, Colonel Hardy. boy. Yes. He did it. Lois falls out of the ship, though. Um, and, and, like I said, everything's getting sucked into it. And Lois has fallen. Superman flies in. He catches her. Yep. And 
there's a really cool shot of them like flying away as the black hole is like yeah because it's almost like pulling him towards it it is it's like pulling him in and his like it almost looks like his face like being like scratched like almost like a like his face is peeling it's like yeah getting peeled back by like the 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 suction of the black hole which is kind of cool but he's like working against it to like fly her away yeah and he does Um, I thought that was kind of cool it likes pulling him yeah that was kind of cool do you think it's because he was, he was Kryptonian, or do you think it just pulls everything? That's kind of what I was thinking, because it didn't seem to be doing it to Lois. That's what I mean. That's what I think is because he was Kryptonian. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. What a cool idea. Um, but yeah, it almost looked like he was getting, like, torn. It was pretty cool. Um, oh, I lost my spot. Well, he they land down on the ground and share a passionate kiss. Oh, so Clark and Lois kiss. I know, big shocker. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's, the, there's the biggest twist. Um, Superman and Lois have a have a kiss, and Zod. They're landing there. They're on there on the ground, by the way. And Metropolis is like toast. Like if you look around, yeah, buildings are either like crumbled or they're still standing, but they're like destroyed. Yeah, they're also in this like field of once again, like I said earlier, it's just like gray. Yeah, no like grass, no like road. It's, it's like just a dirt like, lot, basically, and yeah. it's huge. Metropolis is. Freaking, like you said, just build a new city. Just start over. Yeah, just start over <laughs> at that point. Like, just go next door. It's Next door is Gotham. So I don't think Batman would like that too much. Oh, probably not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's freaking toast. And we're just, just Jenny says, I'm like, do you think they're gone? And Perry's like, I think so. And then, of course, right when he says that, Zod kind of gets out of the rubble. Yeah. Zod's still alive. Which, where did we see him? He was on the ship, right? He was on the scout ship, and I think it ended up, like, crashing. Remember? Oh, that's right. It crashed all those buildings. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So he gets out, and he's basically just, like, as we said earlier, like, the Kryptonians were born with a certain job, like, as their destiny. Predetermined for them? And, yes. Yeah. And his was to protect the Kryptonian people. Because he was a military leader. Yeah. And so, basically, he tells Superman that, like... You took all of them away from me, like you've taken my soul, and like yeah, he says what you've taken from us is my, from me is my soul. Yeah, because his because his job was to protect Krypton. That was his one purpose, and and he says you chose humans over us. He's saying all this. He's he's spitting at Superman right now, just yeah. some stuff, um, and. Superman says you're a monster, and I'm going to stop you. And he like yeah. flies up. He does that cool thing where he's like. Is that right now or no? Yeah, this is right now. Superman's like on the ground and he like does this, he like flies to like stand back up. Yeah, I think so. I don't, it's, I don't know how to explain it. He's like on the ground, but then he like uses his like flight to like lift him back to like standing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He like just levitates kind of. Basically to like get himself up. It's pretty cool. Yeah, instead of like, you know, putting his hands on the ground to stand up, he just like. Like Lifts himself back up with his flight. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Because cool. you could tell, like, at this point now, it's just, like, second nature to him. Like, there's no more thought. It's just intuitive. The flying is just kind of yeah. like us walking. Yeah. Like, you just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as he gets up, they both... Because Zod, Zod now has Superman powers, let me remind you. Zod now has Superman powers. Yes. So they both fly and collide. And like we said earlier, this creates this giant, like... Sonic Boom. Yeah. You thought the destruction like the was impact. done? Oh, no. Oh, it's only getting started The, now. the destruction of Metropolis is just getting cooking. Um, 
But they collide, makes this cool, like, sonic boom, like, giant explosion thing. And uh, they crash through a building. Zod uses... Multiple buildings. Multiple buildings. Zod uses his heat vision for the first time. But he's, like, almost covering his eyes because he's like, what is happening? Yeah. I think he's, like, just figuring it out. He's, like, shooting it, like, everywhere. Um... Oh, they just continue to crash through, like, the city. Like, they're just, like, punching each other through buildings. Yeah. Uh, they're just, like, crashing. At this, they're on the street at one point after crashing through all these buildings, and Zod throws a LexCorp tanker truck at Lex Luthor. Here we go. Okay, yeah. He throws a container truck at Superman. Did you notice this part where he, like, throws it, but in between the slot of, like, the front of the, the cab of the truck uh-huh. and the, the, like... Superman just kind of was, like... He kind of like, does a cool, like, slide. Yeah. And then it, like, blows to, up. like, dodge it. <laughs> Um, I'm getting excited. Like, <laughs> yeah. He like die, he like slides through the crack, lands, and then it explodes. Up, it blows up behind him. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty freaking sweet. I thought it was kind of cool. So there's this one scene when like Zod is trying to like hit him with this giant eye beam. Oh, that is, and he yeah. melts it. But then he ends up knocking Superman into this sign, and I'm pretty sure the sign he knocks on the yes. end is like a workplace incident. It says like a hundred and some days, but Superman hits it and just the zero stands up. Yeah. So it's like zero days since our last incident. Yeah. Did you, did you get a kick out of that? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. That was a good good one. Um, yeah, He so he like does this cool like slide dodge from the truck. Like I said, there's a really cool fight right there on the street. Right, right. If you dodge that like Scorp truck, there's a cool fight like on the street, real quick. Where every punch they hit on each other is like a, it creates like a sonic boom. It's like punch, yeah. boom, punch, boom. It's like it's I don't know. Like I said, the visuals in this movie, they they, they outdid themselves. Yeah. with the visuals. Um, but like we said, Zod like on the building where he hits him with the thing, mm-hmm. he like does this weird like trample up this building. He's like crawling. Did you notice that? He's still in his suit at that point. Yeah. He's so like weird, I feel like, like he's not flying yet. So like that was him like cl- like he like climbs up a building. But it's yeah. like creepy. He's like a like a little like animal. Yeah. He's like it's like weird. I don't yeah. Know. Um. But as he's like doing that, Superman's like flying from the top of the building, and they collide once again, and that just creates this giant. Every like piece of glass in the city is Impact. destroyed at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Every window that can be destroyed, they got to it. Yes. Could they not have contained the fight in the little dirt? That, that, that <laughs> I was thinking that when watching it, like they should have just gone elsewhere, like to a designated superhero fighting area. Let's go to, like the middle of the ocean or like in like the desert. Yeah, like yeah. somewhere where nobody's gonna like you can't cause damage. Right. Jeez. Somebody's uh, gotta pay for all this. I know. Um so we're back but we're on that building like you said and Zod's about to hit him with this like metal steel this metal like beam what mm-hmm. did you call that? an eye beam? yeah that he's like about to hit him with it and Superman like melts the beam but then and there's like a little bit left and he's like Kung, and he hits him with it yeah and he flies into that workplace like incident sign yeah and, it creates, and then the zero stays up it's like 160 days and then he hits it and it's like zero days yeah it's kind of funny <laughs> starting over yep yeah. well now that building is like Building starting over. Now you have to rebuild everything. Yeah. Um. But in that scene, right after he hits him against that fence, Zod like flies up and sheds all of his armor. He like gets rid of all the armor, so he's basically wearing like a plain Superman suit. Is what it looks like. He's got his own. Yeah. But there's no cape. No. This no is like cape. all black Superman suit. His symbol's also different, so I imagine that's for like whatever his house um, is. House. How's Zod? Right. I guess. Because General Zod, like, that's your last name. Okay, then yeah. So it'd be House Zod. Okay. 
It's the House Zod symbol, or the sigil, I should say, which is a little different. It's still in that, like, diamond shape, but the thing in the middle is different. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, he sheds all his armor, and the fight continues. We just crash through more stuff. Mm-hmm. If anything, I feel like he's stronger now. Without the armor. Armor yeah. is slowing, slowing him down. Yeah. So there's this really cool part where Superman punches him into the air, and they're, like, they're in the clouds, and he Superman punches him, flies to where he was, punches him, yeah. flies, and yeah. Did you notice that? How yeah. How cool that is? He, like, gets three mid-air back-to-back punches. Because when he punches him, obviously, he, I mean, he makes Zod, like, fly farther from him. So then he flies back to him, punches him, and then they, like, keep... I don't know. It's a pretty cool little sequence. Yeah. It's really cool. I don't know if I explained it well enough. No, I mean, that's pretty much what... Yeah, what I, happened. I made a note of it. Well, I guess because I did just watch the movie, but I could visualize what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... I don't know. I, when we do the Super movies, I always go nerd in the final fights. I'm like, and then you did this. And it, <laughs> so I hope I'm not doing it too much, but I get excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get three back-to-back punches, which is pretty freaking sweet. Um, he also drags Zod's face on the side of a building. It's like glass, and he's like... It's like yeah, dragging he's like it. pushing it into the glass. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I made a sound effect again. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like glass. Is that a good... Yours was better. No, I thought yours was pretty good. Yours was better. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> it just <laughs> sounds like that's better. Glass like break. water or something. Water. Uh, I have a nugget, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. I have two more, and I bet I'll drop before the movie ends. So we're gonna do this one. So according to Zack Snyder, uh, Henry Cavill wore the Superman 1978 suit that. With the trunks and everything. The red trunks. That um, Chris Reeve wore in the first Superman movie um, to see if he would fit the role. And uh, Snyder said he knew the minute he put on the suit and he saw him that he was that he was right for the role. Hmm. He said he walked out in the suit. Even with the trunks, he said, that's him. We got him. So I thought that was kind of cool. He wore that. At first glance. Uh, Robert Pattinson for the Batman wore George Clooney's Batman suit. Interesting. So they always kind of do that. They hmm. reuse those suits. See um, how they look. See how they look in them. Uh but he wore the 1978 suit, so that's kind of that's kind of interesting. That is interesting. that's the original Superman suit. Chris Reeve wore with the trunks and everything. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. I'd be afraid to put that on. That'd like mess it up or something. Well, they remade it. Oh, okay. They have that suit. But they obviously it's like a like a relic. They like right. re- They remade it to fit him as well. Gotcha. Okay. But it, it's the it's it was the suit. Like it was it was okay. what it looked like. Okay. But yeah. Um. Do you know the first cut of this movie was three and a half hours long. No, is that a nugget? Yeah. Three? Did you say three and a half? Three and a half. Hours long? Mm-hmm. What did they cut out? I want to know. I don't know. This movie's so good. What did they cut out? It, a little more than an hour worth of stuff. Dang, that's crazy. Because it's two hours and 20 minutes, right? Two hours and 22 is the runtime. Yeah, yeah, so they cut out just about an hour and 10 minutes. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. Read that. We got back-to-back nuggets. Yeah. Well, I just figured I was like, I haven't dropped one in a while. And that's really the last one I have. You have not dropped one in a while. Don't you have one more? Well, I do. I think you should drop that nugget. Um, do you want to drop it now? We both have it. We said we were going to do it together, so let's yeah. drop it. Well, Zack Snyder wasn't going to be the original director of this movie. Nope. Who was? Mr. Ben Affleck. Mr. Ben Affleck. Which Batman. is crazy because... And his reason for not wanting to direct this movie, he said he, it's because he was not experienced in visual effects. Yes. He knew this movie would need a lot of it. Yes. Um, 
But it's cool because he later worked with Zack Snyder in Batman v Superman, Donald Justice, mm-hmm. as Batman or Bruce Wayne. Bad I thought it was. Hmm. So he later worked with Zack Snyder and Henry Cavill anyways. <laughs> he later worked yeah. with both of them yeah. in Batman v Superman. Directed by Zack Snyder. So it kind of ended up working out. Starring Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Zack Snyder did a great job in this movie. Yeah, I agree. Like, I want, I would want it to be him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking is that it would be an entirely different movie. Because all that before. camera stuff we've been talking about that we love, that that's was him. Exact, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's no, I mean, it, that's the thing. It would have been a completely different movie. Absolutely. Um, But they've now taken the fight to the atmosphere where Zod, like, pushes a satellite into Superman. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Um, and it takes him back down. Once again, the visuals, just gotta keep mentioning it, just great. When uh, they show, like, the different pieces of debris, like, burning up in orbit. I thought it was really cool, because I literally said, like, from the ground, because Lois is, like, looking up, it literally looks like a meteor shower. Yeah. Coming down. Yes, And in the middle of the meteor shower is, like, Zod tackling Superman. Yeah. In the middle of the meteor shower. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It was really cool. Not for the people in Metropolis, though. They're probably like, oh, it's over. Oh, my. That's a meteor <laughs> shower. Yeah. Now um, this... I don't know. It looked really cool from like Lois's point of view of like the the them like coming down back to Earth. Yeah, I thought it looked kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Again. Um. Yep. <laughs> it's just raining down on um Metropolis, but um, they crash into a train station after the meteor shower. They That's crash. They yes. crash into this like train station, um, in downtown Metropolis, and it looks like this is an entirely different part of the city because the people weren't like evacuating. Right, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like they're all just hanging out. Maybe, maybe they were trying were just to get on the train. Maybe to get they out were of here. trying to like shelter in the train station. Or maybe they were trying to get on the train to connect. Maybe. If it's like an underground train, maybe you'd be safe. Yeah. If the train station's like kinda underground too, that could I don't be like... want to be underground when world engines are tearing the earth apart though. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean I don't know if I'd want to be underground, but Superman basically gets Zod in like a chokehold in like the bottom in like the train station yeah like the floor and all these people are running around um and there's this like little family Tra- kind of like pinned and like trapped into this corner they're trapped in this corner and what does Zod do he turns on his heat vision and like moves it and it's like, like trying slowly because Superman's holding his head but he's like trying to slowly move it towards the family to like, kill him why yeah. like what because he's he knows he's lost or what like what this is such yeah, a yeah pretty much dirt he bag was like I'm just going to make you, like, mourn them. That's basically what he said, yeah. Yeah. And this is where Henry Cavill won me over, I think. He does really good in this little part right here. He's, like, yelling. He's, like, don't do this. He's, like, stop. He's, like, saying he's saying, like, stop over and over again. And the last thing General General Zod is, like, he says, never. And then Superman... Breaks his neck. Snaps his neck. Yeah. What do you think of this? It's controversial. What do you think? I want to know your take. I mean... Zod said so himself. The only way it's going to stop is when one of them dies. He literally did say that earlier in the fight, yeah. And he failed like, to mention that, but yeah. Like, what's he supposed to do? Like, Let that family, like, burn? Well, not even that, but just, okay, so let's say they do, like, die, like Zod's not going to stop. And clearly, like, nothing on Earth is going to be able to hold him. So, like... But he can't put him in jail. Right. He's just going to bust out. Like, literally and figuratively, he was going to bust out of jail. So, I mean, he kind of had to. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah. The way it, like, happens, because you almost don't expect it. Like, you weren't expecting that, were you? No, not at all. So when it happens, you're like, whoa. Yeah, it was kind of just like, oh. 
Also, when he does it, it literally creates a sonic boom, which I thought was crazy. Because it, it's loud. It's like... And it's yeah. like... The entire, like, sonic boom, neck snap, boom. Like, it's kind of crazy. But it's the only way, like you said, it's the only way he would have stopped them. Right. I mean, it's, it's it's he said it himself, it's ending with one of us dying. Yeah. Pretty crazy. But yeah, so he kills Zod. He does. He and kills... then, like, but you could tell that it also, like, he feels really bad about it. He does. And I also love when his body, like, hits the ground. You see his eye. It's a camera. Like, the camera's, like, on the ground where his face is. Mm-hmm. And the heat vision, like, leaves his eyes. It's, like, yeah. still there when he's, like, dead. It's weird. Like, he's, like, he's already dead. But, yeah, it's, like, the eyes are still hot. And then yeah. they, like, go, like, like sizzles like, out. cooling out. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's, like, an orange, like, an orange hot piece of metal, like, cooling. I thought it was kind of cool. Like, like even after he was dead, the, the eyes were still, like, glowing. Glowing. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. And then it finally, like, stops. Um... I just, man, I just, I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. I know people had their thoughts about it because they're like, Superman shouldn't kill, but I thought it was kind of cool. I would think that he, like, had to. I don't know. I just kind of like the, that he was, like, going to, like, try and kill that family that Superman wasn't going to allow that, so he just snapped his neck. Like like I said, he had him in a chokehold, so it's kind of a perfect opportunity for him to do it. Right, yeah. But his just just crazy strength made a sonic boom when he snapped his neck. Yeah. Does that mean you could snap Superman neck? I guess you'd have to also be super, Kryptonian. Like you, yeah, Zod could have done that. Yeah. To Superman. Yeah. Because they both had the same power set at the end of the movie. Right. That's just kind of crazy to me. But if you like, just like that guy pushing him in the bar, you couldn't. Uh, we couldn't do that. But no, like, I'm saying like, not. yeah. That's just kind of crazy that a Kryptonian could like yeah. snap Superman's neck if you're on Earth. But um. But like you said, it does seem to like he's not happy that he did that. He's not like yay. He falls no. to his knees and like kind of does this like yell yeah, with like te- and tears fill his eyes. Yeah, he does this like yell slash like get, he gets teared up. Yeah. And Lois comes down the stairs. Don't know how she got the train station already. Yeah, she got there pretty quick. I don't know. Um, but she she runs down the stairs and like hugs slash like. I wrote down hugs slash comforts him. Which I thought was kind of a perfect, like... Yeah. I mean, she's just, like, hugging him, but also, like, hey, it's all Yeah, because, I mean, he's definitely, like, upset. I mean, he didn't want to do it. But, like we said, he had to. Right. Right. What's he supposed to do? That's what I don't get when people complain about this. I'm like, what What did you want him to do? Like, let me Yeah, know. like, what would be the alternative? I, I'm not saying, like, in this situation specifically, what was he supposed to do? Right. So, I don't know. I, I think it's... I don't... I think it's perfectly fine. I know that sounds bad, like I'm evil. I kill him. But, no, I mean, he had know. to do what he had to do, because clearly Zod wasn't stopping. No, not at all. No, nothing was stopping him at that point. Um, We fade to black. That's it. The day is over. Finally, Metropolis, I guess, is, is done. Getting absolutely rocked. Yeah, people can finally rest. have a rest. Yeah. And we cut to this scene where General Swanwick and this other military lady are driving and Superman oh, like crashes yeah, yeah, a surveillance yeah. drone. Yeah, he's like, I know you're trying to find where I hang my cape. Yeah, he says you're trying to find where I hang my Is that too corny for you? A little. No, I mean... I think he's earned some corniness. He went through yeah, a hard time. I didn't think it was that corny. He's earned some corniness. Yeah, I think I made it sound more corny than it you really did. was. You did. That's not quite the delivery. Yeah. He's like, you're just trying to find out where I hang my cape, you know, and General Swanwick says, you know, I'm here to help and... 
well, Superman's like, well, then I am too convinced Washington of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, well, it's not going to be easy. And basically, they just decide they need to help each other. That's the only way this is going to work. Hmm. If you help yeah. each other. You know what I mean? Um, and he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, how am I supposed to convince them that you are here to help America? And he's like, I'm from Kansas. He's like, I'm from Kansas. I guess it's as American, I'm as American as you get. Yeah. And then he flies away. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of a cool line to leave. Well, then I'm pretty American general. He, like, Clark starts talking about how, like, he needs to get a job. Like, he's talking to his mom. Oh. And he's like, I need to get a job I where I can, it. like, keep my ear to the ground and stay, on, like, up with everything. And then. Yeah. I have something to say right before that, though. Okay. I know we're trying to. Well, I could uh-huh. tell you were about to say something, so that's why I kind of stopped. Um, we're at Jonathan Kent's grave. Yeah. Him and Martha are. Uh-huh. And there's a flashback of, he he says, well, Clark says something like, my dad was all, always knew that my time would come. I just wish he was here to see it, is what he mm. says. And she says, trust me, Clark, he saw it. Mm-hmm. And then the flashback is like Jonathan working on his, on his car, and he looks off in the distance, and Clark's like, little Clark is running around in the yard with like a red cape on, playing with the dog. And I just thought it was kind of a cool thing, because she said he, he saw it. Hmm. So it was like even as a kid, she he like knew like something would come of you him. You were gonna be special. I thought that was kind of a cool thing. That always little chokes me up a little bit. Yeah, he's wearing the red cape and he's playing with the dog, and he's just like Jonathan kind of looks at him for a while, a little bit, and then the, the, that's where kind of the scene ends. But mm. um, young Clark does like the Superman pose. He puts his hands like you know what I mean. Yeah, on his hips, like yeah. he does the Superman pose. Um, with the with the little red cape flowing in the wind, I thought it was kind of a cool little scene. Mm-hmm. Right for. Right, he decides I need to find a job. So where's he go? Ah, this is this is one of my favorite parts of the uh, movie. I think it's a cool. I think it's a great ending because, like I said, earlier, I think it's a great ending because it like it's like him become like I mean obviously he's Clark Kent but like it's him becoming Clark Kent. Well, earlier when I mentioned during the poll time like about Clark Kent, I was talking about he's got glasses, he's nerdy, he works at the like. Yeah, you know what I mean, I was like literally like mentioning that's like Clark and, Kent. Like, that's I think what he happened. became Superman, but now he has to become Clark Kent. Which I think is kind of a cool way to end the movie. Yeah, yeah. he's like walking in and it, he walks past the Daily Planet. But you don't see his face. He's like walking past. He's got a bag. And he's got like a messenger bag. Basically the way he describes it is that he needs a job where people won't like suspect him if he's like digging around. Trying to find stuff out. Which is what you said. Yeah. Kind of so what better job than like by being a journalist. Right. Yeah. Um, so he walks by and he's working on the Daily Planet. He gets in the elevator and he takes out glasses out of his out of his coat and I immediately got excited because I was like, yes, the glasses. Yeah. Please be big and nerdy. Like <laughs> And they were. And they were. Um But Perry welcomes he like introduces the newest him. stranger. Yeah. He's yeah. like, here's our new you know, and Lois gets up and there he is. Clark, he's got his little glasses on. Yeah, she introduces herself to him. They, like, meet each yeah, other. Quote and quote-unquote. Quote-unquote meet, and she's like, welcome to the planet. And then it, he, like, does this big, like, nerdy smile, and the movie cuts. Yeah. Man of Steel. That's it. And that's it. That's where the movie ends. We kind of wrap up pretty quickly from the battle. We don't linger too long, which I think is fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. The but battle I, lasted a while. I think that it's really cool that they ended it, like, with him becoming, like, Clark Kent, the newspaper guy. Yeah. Like, what you would expect yeah. Clark Kent to be like, because he wasn't kind of Clark Kent in that movie, he was more Superman. Right, because this, and, yeah, I feel like, yeah. I mean, it is called Man of Steel, but you also need a balance. 
of both of them. Right. You need Clark. You also need Superman. It's like you need. Batman well, I mean, and Bruce we Wayne. have Clark, and again, like he is Clark Kent, right? Because that's his last name. But I feel like when I think of Clark Kent, I think of like the dude that jumps in the phone booth and changes into a Superman <laughs> suit. You know what I mean? You've definitely seen the original Superman, then. Yeah. Yeah. Like the. Uh, the journalist and so like that's who we get at the end of the movie the guy who like rips his suit shirt open and there's a it's already underneath and it's underneath yeah that's underneath Clark Kent you know yeah, I mean? yeah right cause he's working at the journalist place and he like rips his shirt open so <clears throat> oh, yeah I mean and that's where the movie ends Man of Steel credits roll with the Man of Steel play, music playing mm-hmm. I don't know if you wait till the end you're not a seasoned superhero guy did you wait till the end for that no. credit scene no good cause there is enough credit scene <laughs> You there's, said there's not one? There isn't one. There was like a big thing in 2013 where people were like, there's no after credit scene in a superhero movie. There has to be one. But there wasn't. I, for some reason, I remembered there being one because I thought he set up Batman v Superman, which is the next movie. Hmm. Let me ask you this. Okay. Because of Man of Steel... Yeah, I'll watch that. Would you want to see the next movie in the trilogy? Because sure. there's three movies, technically. Sure. You'd be interested to see, like, Henry Cavill Superman more. Yeah. How about him fighting Batman? <laughs> See, and it's I, pretty know, freaking I feel like awesome. we've had this talk before, but I just feel like Superman would smoke Batman. Like, it just makes zero sense to me that a man of this world, I don't care how much wealth he has and what technology he has access to. You are right. This I'll movie cl- like clearly demonstrates that nothing on this planet can compete with anything Kryptonian. And so, like... Let me tell you this. You are technically correct, yes. Yeah. You are correct, yes. But so, like, this I is mean, not how the cookie crumbles in the movie. Right, which is, in my opinion, like, it just defies its own storyline, but whatever. You haven't seen it, though. You don't know how. You're right, I haven't seen it. I'll just say this. There's a way to level the playing field. How about that? Clark, or Bruce Wayne somehow obtains a piece of Kryptonian material and creates a weapon with it. That's the only thing I can imagine, is that he weaponizes... <laughs> All right. tonight. You guys sent us a message on Instagram. Let us know if you want us to do Batman Superman on the podcast. Okay. Because me personally, I would like to do it. I think it'd be fun. I'm down to do it. For you to be like... Yeah, no, I'm... Because, I'm, like like I said, I'd, I'm curious to see how they would make a whole movie out of something I would think would take 10 minutes. <laughs> like, like a Superman 10 minute would thing, just, yeah. like, just be like, nah. Well, yeah. he would literally just be like, boom, yeah. gone. Like, if he could snap Zod's, Zod's neck. neck, like... I think that he could do that to Batman too. You know what and I mean? And when he punches him, the entire bat suit just like crumbles. Yeah. Like, oh, you're Bruce Wayne. I feel like his fist would just go through Bruce Wayne's face and out the back of his head. And wow, like, that's that, dark. I'm just saying. Jesus, like, scary. Yikes. Just literally <laughs> wipe the brain off his knuckles. Like, oh, dude. I'm come just on. saying. All the Batman fans out there are like, dude, F you. <laughs> that's dark. But you're absolutely right. Thank you. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, so let us know if that's the movie you want to see us do. Um that is not the next movie we have lined up. We're not going to get to that yet cuz we still have our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> um so let me ask you this. General thoughts about the movie lay them on me. I liked it. Like I said, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, okay, there was, good. A, there was like a couple things that I were like, mm, that's convenient. There's just some convenience, which superhero movies have convenience. Right. Something you gotta get over, though. Right. But I liked it. Good yeah. movie. Didn't watch it. Like I said, I didn't moan, didn't roll my eyes. There good. was nothing in it where you I was were like, like probably, this you were, were, you, were dumb. you into it? Like, you were yeah. like, yeah, let's see what happens next. Yeah. I thought it was, I think this movie's super cool. I just love the visuals. I think Zack Snyder did some cool stuff with the camera, the camera work. Yeah, yeah. The cinematography, like we said, there's a lot of great shots. Yeah, definitely some cool shots. The music is 
phenomenal. Even though they don't use that Superman theme, I, I think they make up for it with some great music. Do they I, use it in Batman vs. Superman? What? The Superman theme. They use this Superman theme. They don't use John So Williams. this is like they've replaced it with this one. Gotcha. Because that's the Man of Steel gotcha. theme. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, and that's kind of what I was saying is it makes sense because like, he doesn't really become Superman until like the end of yeah. the movie. So like, it Well, we didn't even... We failed to mention there's a, there's a, there's a guy... Um, uh, like a guy talking to General Swanwick and he's like Superman's on his way and he's like who? and he's like they're saying Superman that's what they're calling him now yeah yeah. they just kind of gloss over it but he kind of gets his name that way but that's kind of towards the end the end right it's like the final fight I think it's when he's coming towards the city they're like yeah. Superman's on his way and yeah. then he's like wait what? <laughs> well like Lois is like talking to him about the S and that's when he explains to her like what it is and mm. she's like what if like it stood for like she was about to say it and, and then, then they, like, interrupt. they interrupt her yeah. so yeah she was almost about to say it um, yeah I just think there's so many like great stuff I think the acting's really good I don't think there's anybody around like you did bad even Michael Shannon, who Garrett's got a problem with, I know you read it. You read to mention that. I, I mean, like he he plays a good bad guy. There was just like, like the part when he's like, "I will find him." It was just like I was just like, you mean he was overdoing it. You, maybe that's what it was. Oh, okay. Is that he was just like oh like, I don't know. Yeah. No, that's fine. I think he did a great job as Zod. I think he's like mm. super scary. I think he's like menacing. I think he's a good villain. Yeah, I mean, he had the goatee when he came back. He did have the goatee, which yeah. kind of brought the whole villain thing full circle. <laughs> yeah, it did. Um, I think Russell Crowe did a good job, like, randomly. As he did Superman's a great, dad, I think he yeah. did great. Like, did a great jo- job. He was very Jor-El. Like, <coughs> that's what I imagined Superman's dad to be like. Yeah, he did a great job. Uh, Kevin Cosner, with his minute role, did a great job. I think Jonathan Kent was great, yeah. yeah. I think Lois did good. Yeah. Um, and I think Henry Cavill did absolutely great work yeah i'd say he did a really good job too absolutely yeah uh can't think of her name but actress played martha kim she did great mm. my favorite mm-hmm. martha i think um but i guess that leads us into favorite performance of the movie you go first i went first last time <laughs> i don't think that's true is it you might have um favorite performance i'm gonna have to say for me, it's Henry Cavill. Okay. He just is Superman in this movie. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. I would have liked a little more Clark Kent. That's my biggest, like, uh, like I wish we saw him working at the planet more. But I will say, if we watch the second one to this trilogy, you do get into that more. I'm which sure. Which I do appreciate. I'm sure. Because they just kind of, like, expand. Yeah. Because it's more, it's basically, like, man, it's basically Man of Steel 2. Just yeah. Batman's. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, super cool. Um, I just wish we saw more Clark Kent. But his Superman is perfect. I think his acting is very good, particularly in the scene with... Well, any scene with Kevin Costner, I think he did a really great job. Them two had great, like, yeah, back and forth. And also, him with Martha. Obviously, his chemistry with Lois Lane is pretty good. Emmy Adams and, yeah. and him had good chemistry. Yeah. And also, he's just a really great Superman. The scene where he snaps Zod's neck, I think he did a great job. Yeah. I, I say Henry Cavill. Yeah, I mean, I'd say... And, and that's the thing. It's because I would say, like... <clears throat> Russell Crowe, but he like, did a good job, yeah. he, like he did a good job, but I just think that like uh, Henry Cavill had more screen time and therefore was able to show us more. What he got. Yeah. Yeah. So I would agree with you. I think he did a I great job. Yeah. No. All right. So yours is the same? Y- yeah. Like I said, like I want to say like Russell Crowe because I actually really did like his role uh, I think he did great, too, yeah. but there just was like so much more of Henry Cavill. 
mm-hmm. that he was able to like just deliver more to us because he obviously had more of an opportunity to do so. And I mean, he sh- he kind of should be the greatest performance, being that he is like the protagonist of the movie. He is the Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, there's a favorite performance. Any? Do we? What do we do? Do you want to do score? Well, yeah, score's next. Score's next. All right. I say you go first. I think I did my score last time. Okay. Because last time... Oh, no. Last last episode, if you guys tuned in, me and Garrett had the exact same score. For we Prisoners. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I believe we did. Which was the first time I think that's ever happened. <laughs> do you have your too. score or do you not? Because I can go first if you don't have I it. I think I have mine. Okay. Yeah. Let it rip. 7.7. 7.7. 7. Yeah. All right. Yeah, not it's not it's better than a seven five, but it's right. not quite an eight for me. All right, um, so I'm gonna give it a seven point seven. Yeah, seven point seven. That's yeah. kind of cut right. it down the middle of those two. I'm really happy you enjoyed it. I will say that. I, yeah, I like I've told the podcast listeners before. Whenever sure with Garrett superhero movies, it's a shaky relationship. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a very shaky relationship. But I, when I thought about it, and I sat down, and I said, okay. I looked at all our episodes. I said, we got to do a superhero movie again. You know what I mean? Like. We gotta yeah. do got another one. It's been a while. You didn't love Logan. You loved no. Batman. Yeah, so, Batman was a, was really good. So I was like, those are the two we've done so far in my knowledge. So I was like, all right, we gotta do another one. What 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 is one that he would like? And to my head came literally Batman and Superman and Man of Steel. But mm. if we're doing, I was like, well, if we're gonna do, we gotta do them in order. We gotta do them in order. So let's yeah. do Man of Steel gotta first. You know what I mean? If we come back. Stay tuned. If you're like, oh, I gotta see Gareth's thoughts on Batman v Superman. Maybe we'll do it at some point. Yeah, you let us know. Just like Star Wars, I think we'll revisit this at some point. Probably. Um, but, like I said, I love a lot of things about this movie. There is a little bit of convenience. And my yeah. biggest negative, I think, is not enough Clark Kent. Hmm. I didn't get enough Clark Kent to be like, there he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want I want both sides of the coin. Which is my biggest, which is my other gripe with The Batman. I think I said that in that episode. There was there no Bruce was Wayne. There Bruce Wayne, yeah. So... That was my biggest gripe with that movie as well. I always like having both. I want the alter ego as much as I want the superhero. Yeah, to see the duality. Between I want the, the duality. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. But my score is an 8 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> so mine's an 8 and yours is a... 7.7. So our Center Bros score is a... 7.85? 7.85. Yeah. There you go. There's our official Center Bros score for Man of Steel. You heard it here first. Seven eight five is our final, final score. Final score for Man of Steel. Not bad. Not a bad score. Not a bad score. No, no. Um, not a bad score. Um, better than I thought because obviously I don't know with you on the movie. Like <laughs> it's man, always hit or miss. I was like, oh, I gotta put mine higher because he drops it. <laughs> oh no, that's juking the stats. You can't do that. Nah, I, I I won't. But I'm always thinking that like ah, I gotta be careful, you know. But yeah. I had a really good time talking about Man of Steel with you. Likewise. I'm glad we could do a superhero movie that you also enjoyed. Yeah, and Hopefully good. we can add to the library of superhero movies you do enjoy. If you guys have one, a superhero movie that you love, and you're like, I'm going to send this into Summer Bros because I think Garrett would appreciate there's, it. There's no way he could hate this movie. Send it to us. You yeah. know, we might we might even make an episode about it. You yeah, know, we're, we're always like, open to recommendations and cons- uh, to consi- feedback. Yeah, we want we want your feedback. We want your recommendations, your thoughts, your feelings. Let us know it all on at Simmer Bros Podcast. That's the best way you can get in touch with us. Indeed. Uh, let us know any of your thoughts. We had a great time talking about Man of Steel, seven point eight five. Good job, Zack Snyder. Yeah applaud you good job henry cavill you're you're our favorite superman as well yep. we've established that do we want to tell them um our next movie 
Would you? I think I dropped Man of Steel last time. Would you okay. like to tell them our next movie? I mean, the movie we were talking about before the podcast. Are you down to do that one? <laughs> I guess we never really just like said it out loud. No, we never decided. did. Like, officially decide. Uh, so I do this on air. Um, if you want to, yeah. I like think I we said, should. You haven't seen it, but I have. So I think we should. Giving um, the recent awards, it is received. Okay. Yeah. We can do that movie. Absolutely. I think it's a lot. I think it's on a lot of people's minds. So go ahead and drop it. All right. Well, you're gonna have to remind me of the name. The name I'm gonna of the movie? screw it up. Yeah. Okay. Everything all the time around. Nope. Yeah. Nope. You botched. <laughs> I told you. You botched it. I told you. The next episode we're doing is everything everywhere all at once. Okay. I was close. That is the name of the movie. I was close. Everything everywhere all at once. It I is, said it first. It. Oh <laughs> my god. It is 2023's best picture at the Oscars. Yes. Um. So. And I've heard several good things about it too. You have. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I've seen it only once. Okay, I've never seen it. Recently. I watched it when it like, came out not too long ago. I didn't get to see it in theaters, which I regret because I would have liked to see it in theaters because it's mm. very good. I do like it a lot. Um, and it won seven Oscars this year, I believe. Wow. The highest number like in a while for the Oscars and this year, obviously. So clearly... It cleaned up at the Oscars. It cleaned up. Okay. Yeah, so... We after... thought we would do it because it's on a lot of people's minds. You it's guys relevant. are thinking about it. You guys are like, you know what? I'm thinking about that movie right now. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about this. Maybe you just watched it and you're like, oh, Cinema Bros, you guys should do it. Well, guess what? We are. Yeah. Um. So, this has been Man of Steel. That's our next film. Stick around and uh, get ready. Yeah. The poll will be up sooner rather than later, so stick around for that. Vote on the poll for everything ever all at once. And we'll catch you guys and on the next episode. We'll catch you guys then. So thank you all for listening, and uh, see you guys next time. Later, guys.